doctor reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Friday Jihad, folks, and uh, oh, got a treat for you, and uh, we're going to be streaming with uh, Ryan Dawson. I am, how should we say, uh, <laughs> quite looking forward to this, because what I had planned, <laughs> it would have been dry, well, I want to look at computational um, analysis of misfolding in tau opposites. I thought that would be kind of useful, but we got something far, far better to... Uh, start the weekend with so i'm gonna try and call ryan let's see if this works okay ryan putting my headphone in hold on That's... yeah no worries what the fuck is it <laughs> you want to be on camera or yeah i will i gotta I'm packing for. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I don't know where nothing is because I've been packing for Korea. Yeah, dude, that's. I, I just thought you'd been. Well, full to the, full to the hill with moving and etc. So, um, I, I was kind of glad to get the message from you earlier. I was like, oh, at least, <laughs> at least he's alive. He's not fell down any stairs yet. Okay. Did my camera come on? Should have. Yeah, it did. It did. So. Uh... It's working, dude. 
Yeah, I was trying to get it to go screen screen. I just have this little window up there. View, uh, let's see. Together mode. Hmm. It's okay, oh, dude. Whatever. It'll record the way you record it. Yeah. So I was going to say, ask how you've been, but I imagine it's just uh, boxes and paperwork, right? How to do taxes, how to do uh, packing, and I've been showing people around Japan too. Yeah, I have actually, uh, last few weeks. So I've not been, not really been streaming, but it was uh, really nice just to have people uh, come and visit, not just, uh, you know, as much as I love doing this, it's nice to sort of see the flesh, right? It is. Here's the mic. It should be better now. Audio. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. I'm doing a backup recording just in case. Yeah, I, I got it. So, in uh, in your box packing, how has uh, have you managed to keep an eye on stuff? Are you are you following much? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yesterday's the first day I could really grab the news, and a lot of stuff happened. There's a shooting in nashville from uh, some woman on oh, testosterone yep yeah I, woman be careful on, let's just woman. say what it is a woman on testosterone and then trump gets indicted and is that real yeah that was real he got indicted not arrested he hasn't then, been arrested no that would be too much um one of the jan six protesters was let out of jail 27 months late yeah <laughs> Oh, the, the Buffalo Shaman Yeah, guy. the Buffalo Shaman. His name is Chansey or something. Jacob Chansey, I think. It, there was no reason for them, that guy to be in jail. No. It was just somebody that got duped by QAnon stuff, and he went there. He's being escorted around. Yeah, he I wasn't mean, violent at all. He was just there because he thought he was allowed to be. You know. Well, he is allowed it, to be. What pisses me off, though, is they've had that footage the whole time. Yeah. And it wasn't until the Republicans got back in charge and they released the footage and Tucker Carlson puts it on the air and everyone's like, this guy was... Yeah, he's just literally just strolling innocent, around. Right? He's just, just walking around like, hey, what's up? You know? <laughs> what's the word? What's the word I had to Ex Exculpatory. Right? That, that, there was no way that they could keep, justify keeping him in prison. And what did they have? Hours and hours of strolling about right it was cointel pro was being violent and some people were let in and were confused because the cops weren't even resisting them or telling them to leave or anything no. they're just like yep here's the capital because yeah. they needed the footage that they that they got that they could cherry pick and edit to make it look like an insurrection right. and then joe biden gets up and says it was a white supremacist in armed rebellion like no, it wasn't. Nobody. There was nothing racist about January 6th, and there wasn't an insurrection. It was just, like, basically, they allowed people in, and then in other parts around the building, they had FBI dressed like MAGA people being violent and breaking windows and stuff. Mm. And yep. they killed Ashley Babbitt. I mean, they shot a woman dead. Mm. And there was just no fucking point in that. And I think this Trump indictment is also trying, trying to get the right to bite to be violent because that's you think they, they will are they, are they that gullible they're that gullible but they're not going to do it like they're too passive mm. well it's a, it's a tricky one to navigate right because you don't you don't you obviously don't want to fall into the fbi traps that they're just laying everywhere and and 
you know, it, it's not like this is a benign environment. There was, I want to say about a month ago, where they put out the Latin mass mm. was, um, now they're considering that, you know, if you attend Latin mass, Roman Catholic Latin mass, that's what well, bumps you right up. The... A tranny shot a bunch of Christians and they indicted Trump. And most of the news will not say this person's gender that did the shooting. They well, don't I've talk just about seen them and... complain about misgendered. It's fucking yeah, sick, whatever. Right? Right. But what about the six people that got killed? Like, shouldn't that be the the focus? Like, six innocent people got shot by another mass shooter? Yeah. And yeah. The tranny thing is just whatever. Like, a little bit related because probably this woman should not have been on male hormones and might not act that way, but because the first female mass shooter, mm. but it was a female with uh, hormones of was a man. Was it female or to male? I thought it was the other way around. Male to female. At, the, at first, uh, that's what came out, but it was actually a woman becoming a man, whatever. It's, they don't really become a man. It's just a woman on hormones or a man on hormones. You never actually change, but. Well, you, you know. can uh, slice off your forearm and they can uh, stick it between your legs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a male baby has out. more testosterone than an adult woman. So imagine a woman just suddenly getting that much. She wouldn't be able to handle that and obviously didn't. No, no. And the... But I think the conversation ought to be on SSRIs because all the shooters, mm. the woman on hormones or the, all the men, they're all on these psychotropic drugs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a... Uh... Well, I don't know. What do you do? You just ban people as soon as they're on the script? Just stop giving them drugs, man. Like, it's unnecessary. Mm. I mean, depression, like, people feel depressed, I'm sure. But I don't buy into this chemical imbalance stuff. I'm like, you're depressed because of your environment, the way, the way you have to live. Mm. Uh, there's certain things, like, Japan doesn't have ADHD. Like, that's not even a category. Uh, well, like a, that's a third of U.S. boys supposedly have it. There's no way it's, the discrepancy could be so great. So I'll give you a little anecdote of what happened in Japan with my kids, right? Because of the language barrier, right? They literally said, "Oh, we we can give like a diagnosis of because they can't read the papers and stuff when they go in for like their first. They're like, we'll give a thing for ADHD, and then they can go in like a slower class for language and stuff." Mm -hmm. and there was an offer like the kids didn't need it but because of that there was like you can use this now to go and get um medication if you wanted it when did that when was that oh god that was my daughter you're talking eight eight nine years ago now well i came 15 years ago and i taught a special ed class once a week and there there just wasn't even a such thing as ADHD. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's difficult to describe to people the um, the differences that you know, especially especially these more modern pathologies. I guess that's what I would call them, um, because that was a that was a very very ill individual who did that shooting, right? Um, my friend makes the joke though like yeah you might be ill but it's not like these pills are a fix i mean just because advil makes your headache go away doesn't mean every time you have a headache that you have a advil deficiency mm -hmm. you know like 
Yeah, the drugs are going to affect your brain, but uh, it doesn't mean like you're just naturally, like you had a disposition predestined to have headaches or to be hyper or whatever. Like a lot of it's, a lot of ADHD comes at the same time when people are watching music videos and playing video games and having constant stimulation all the time. And then suddenly you're at school listening to a lecture and it's not as exciting as a music video and they can't pay attention. I'm like, well, I wouldn't jump straight to chemical imbalance. None. I think I think the first thing it could be might could just be that way, but more likely is how you're being raised, the environment you're in. Actually, there's a there's a question and it's it's a, it's a good topic if you've kept up with it. Have you seen the TikTok bill this week? Yeah, it's not just about TikTok. It's no. about controlling all foreign media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have, did you see the? The poor CEO of TikTok talking to these really ignorant congressmen. It was just bad, man. I, I haven't seen that. They were. It was awful, man. They are just. I, I think the worst thing I saw was. This is this is how twisted things have become. So because of the Ukraine war, right? The shortage of ammunition, and it's it's stark the difference, right? right? Six thousand to sixty thousand per day, and so an arms supplier in Norway was saying that they can't produce as much because the server farm that TikTok is using is uh, taking too much electricity in their production. <laughs> it's just one that uh, doesn't own. Mm. That's why they hate it. Are you thinking, oh, well, you think it's fine. They're talking about data and blah, blah. Well, Facebook spies on people. And you and got caught, and you know it, but they don't care because they're in bed with the NSA. But yeah, they're just formalizing. Well, was sleeping with Fang Fang, right? There's mm -hmm. actual Chinese spies. Look at Hunter Biden and Joe Biden doing business with China, sleeping with spies and stuff. That doesn't matter. And Trump gets indicted, and Hunter Biden doesn't. I mean, what a crock! Yeah, it's, it's a, a yeah, it's a bizarre world, and it's just mm -hmm. <laughs> it's spinning, bro, out of out of control, and. Yeah, that TikTok thing, like even they were talking about like VPNs being punishable and mm -hmm. um, I, can that can that really pass? It can. You got to see how stupid the Congress is. They were just asking the dumbest questions, and they it's in Virginia and Texas and Singapore. That's where they store the data, and they're talking about by dance and all this stuff. They don't even know what they're asking half the time. Mm -hmm. And I say, where was this for uh, Facebook or YouTube or or Twitter before Elon, right? They didn't care. As long as they push the Zionist message there and the war propaganda and the COVID propaganda, as long as they're in line, right? Mm -hmm. But what happened on TikTok is they started reporting seriously on things like FTX and financial scandals. Like a lot of TikToks, just booty shaking, whatever. But you could put news there, because that's what happened to MySpace and Facebook and, and YouTube. People started putting political stuff on there instead of look at me, attention horse stuff. And suddenly that became, for a short time, the place to get news. It's YouTube, right? So that didn't live long. TikTok, it's leaking out, even if it's like seven minutes long. Because you can't have a very long video on TikTok, but they just do part one, two, three. It's a threat to the system. Yeah, yeah, and we're seeing. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm describing it as the sort of spasms of uh, 
technocratic bureaucracy spinning yeah. out of control and you've got a we've got a whole class of uh, managerial types career pushers and that that just go along with with, with these changes There's, and where, where's the we need more market competition when it comes to social media and news media especially and they don't want TikTok, and the pretext is like, oh, it's the communist or whatever. First of all, even communism, as much as I despise it, has it still falls under the umbrella of free speech, right? I am not worried about the data because they already make the iPhones and stuff in China, right? Right. Like, right. That's they have your data anyway. They've got satellites. They have physical spies. Uh, all, all you'd need is a Chinese person to be in America. I mean, they, they can spy on all that stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, uh, what are they going to figure out? Oh, you like ass shaking dances? Like, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And the, the ratcheting up that we've seen, you know, they were blaming that balloon on China. Right? <laughs> the China balloon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's been this very, very obvious pivot. I was encouraging that. I was like, shoot the balloon, do it. I just, <laughs> and they did, like, after it had already crossed the continent, basically, they shot it in the water in South Carolina. Did you notice they acted like, oh, we couldn't retrieve what, whatever was in the water because there was nothing there. It really was a weather balloon. Yeah. <laughs> who who puts a slow-moving, high-altitude balloon? I, 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 I want to spy on this farm in Montana because reasons, you know, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm going for a U.S. balloon, and <laughs> it, it was—it's all part of the, like I say, this. Most of them. Well, China said it was a weather balloon, but all the balloons after that were just domestic balloons, and they were out there shooting them down with like half a million dollar pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's well, clown world, Hong Kong. Yeah, China must be looking at that like they've lost their minds. They're out there shooting down each other's balloons mm. because of one weather balloon. Yeah, and that you know, there's this. Well, the trajectory of 2023, and you have to put it down to sort of Western incompetence. As like, mm-hmm. especially in the last few weeks, as we've pushed China and Russia closer together, uh, we keep—I don't know—we're in, in a world where um, blowing up national infrastructure, like gas pipelines, is just now run of the mill part of the. News. We got trains that fly off the rails. <laughs> Do you remember uh, train derailment week? It was like it was Ukraine, and then it was all the trains are flying off the rails and causing toxic pollution. And then it was, oh, look, look, balloon. I mean, the clown world got to the point. It's the joke. Look, look, shiny balloon, right? That's uh-huh. like, go chase the balloon. And they did. And yep. then what they move on to after that? It was something else. It was really stupid. Well, the biggest one I can think is, well, is it two weeks ago now, a week ago, was the... Reaper drone that the MIGs were dropping their fuel onto. But oh yes, <laughs> but look, man, that that platform with its side view radars and um, it's got cameras that can see fucking mosquitoes hundred miles away. Uh, of course, it's being used by Ukrainian troops for mm-hmm. targeting and um. Well, he's in Starlink too, and yeah. Look, well, I think that's it's a drone, and it's flying over Russia, Crimea, as far as Russia. 
You can't do that. Mm. I mean, what would we do? We we just talked about the balloon. What if there was a high tech actual Russian drone mm. over Alaska or something? No mm. way, mm. right? Yeah. They do more than dump fuel on it. Well, look, I've, I I I was saying that Maggie sort of set the tone for uh, these operations, right? So in the Falkland Islands, she put two hundred mile exclusion zone. Putin's Fal- brought that up. He has. Yeah, he yeah, good on him. Why not? Exact example. He goes, "Hey, Thatcher, he goes, you did this, and he goes, where are the Falkland Islands located? Yeah, <laughs> like what are they closer to? Well, that's the thing, right? The Argentinians want them, but you know, the British sank a big, a big battleship. It's called the Belgrano in that war, and you know, from well, it depends on who you listen to, but you know, it wasn't close to the Falklands, right? And isn't that where um, Prince Andrew lost, had an adrenal spike and lost his ability to see? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. He's still walking free as well. Unbelievable. Fuck your foot fetish pedophile with camera bear teddies and that dude's so weird. He was friends with Peter Nygaard too. So he went to those rape islands as well. I guess the change of color. Peter Nygaard? You have to yeah. uh oh, he's, he's a Canadian billionaire Epstein type of guy that was drugging women and raping them and um he owned Nygaard's like a women's clothing line. Anyway, he uh, he's in jail now. Got all these guys got arrested like the last month of Trump's presidency, like December. Like, he's in prison, but Prince Andrew used to visit him and Epstein. And one time, who's the redhead? Fergie, whatever. Fergie, yeah. Whatever. The ginger. Whoever he was with, um, like he cut short a vacation that was supposed to be a week with her and the kids to spend three days out of the six uh, with Peter Nygaard, who's like 80-something, right? So, like, what are you over there playing foosball? Like, you know damn well what he was doing. (laughs) Gross, man. I'm – look. That would, uh, dude, it was gross. Like Epstein had the whole groomer thing. Oh, start off with a massage and escalate, flip over and jack off in front of girls, and eventually he'd fuck him with his egg-shaped penis or whatever. But Peter Nygaard was like into scat and stuff, having uh, like, women's shit on him. And he'd uh, nice. I hate calling it a hot Cosby because it looks like Bill Cosby might might not have been guilty, but. He drugged these women. Uh, we'll say like Burnell. Burnell used to drug women and rape them, right? He would drug like young women in the Bahamas and fuck them in the ass and stuff. But his favorite thing was like to try to get them to poop on them. So, oh no, that's the kind of people that Prince Andrew would hang out with. Fucking uh, yeah. These these are the people that are part of this managerial class right now that are just doing everyone constantly. And if <laughs> look, we're, we're They've taken Ray, there were rape islands like all over the Caribbean. There's rape islands. That's the thing that billionaires have these islands where they rape, drug and rape women, or groom and rape women. Fucking gross, man. And and people are all like, look, look, balloon. Like I think there's some more. That fact that like even you didn't know who Peter Nygaard was. You're educated and into politics and stuff. Like 
I feel if like I had made that a story, almost nobody would know who this guy was and what he'd been doing for years. Mm-hmm. Like there was another Epstein. He wasn't tied to Mossad. It wasn't like as global as Epstein, but this is a billionaire that uses money to repeatedly he repeatedly just like ignored courts, get subpoenaed, just wouldn't show up. They wouldn't go get him. Mm-hmm. He sued a bunch of people. He's threatened everybody. Finally, near the end of his life, right? He's in his eighties. Then they get him. It's like, okay, now he's in jail at least. Is he, he in jail whole, though? He is. He had. He is. He had a lifetime. They got him in Canada because he's from Canada, but he committed crimes in the Bahamas and stuff. But he also raped people, Americans. That's what got him. He raped somebody that counted. So, but it was just like. <laughs> He also had a feud with another billionaire. His last name is Bacon. He's got some guy from North Carolina. I forgot what his business is, but they're having this huge property dispute, and it got real immature real fast where they were putting up um, giant speakers and, like, blaring metal into the other guy's <laughs> yard at night and stuff. Just... And then the other one would take even bigger speakers. And bla- it, it seems like an episode of the Flintstones or something, or, or like, I don't know, like... Some Hanna Barbera cartoon. We're like, well, we'll an even bigger one. Her <laughs> and Gene. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've, uh, you'd think with that sort of money that they could just. You know, why would you be dragging yourself into those sort of problems? They have nothing else to do. You get bored. I don't know. Why would you have women shit on your face? Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. There was a fire and. Uh, I think if Nygaard, you had a glass he, he, coffee he, table, maybe. Oh, uh... uh, like, jeez, dude. <laughs> I won't say who, but somebody's uh, I've met told me this story. They were younger, way younger than me, but their first porn was Two Girls, One Cup, which is like the first viral internet. Uh, what, what do you call that? Like shock video or something? And then he said he was like, he he didn't watch all of it. I don't think anybody did. I don't think anybody made it to the end of that. I only had four seconds long. No, no. But he was like eating a hamburger and he just was like he just threw up in the car. His dad gave him a hamburger and he saw the meat and it reminded him of all the poo and he just blah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great story that I was like, Well, that's one way to cure porn. Have your first one be something like that. Yeah, version therapy. <laughs> Apparently it was like some kind of brown ice cream they were using but that makes me feel better but are you just saying that because it'd be illegal to, I don't know <laughs> well, the ice cream had the shine that they wanted oh no <laughs> oh, and he was like what's two girls one cup what the fuck are you talking about yeah google that but film your reaction though that's surely see, that must be see how many too. seconds you make it yeah <laughs> Damn, a glass coffee table. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Here comes the milkshake. <laughs> I don't know, like a peg for your nose or something as well. But... <laughs> You'd have to really hate yourself. I think that's what it, like, maybe it was a sense of guilt for raping everyone that he wanted to degrade himself. Mm. That's sort of the foot fetish thing is about submissiveness. That's why I was. I interviewed a porn star, and I was asking, like, what What do you think this is about? Because she'd seen just about everything, mm. and 
predictably it has gotten more and more degenerate over time because people get new ideas off the internet whatever but i remember asking her like what's the weirdest thing and i'm thinking stuff like we were just saying right poo mm. or mm. i don't know pretend to be a baby or something and nah man she <laughs> don't ever ask us yeah. this kind of questions she's like this wasn't even nasty it was just fucking unexplainable he wanted you can't tell you or you want, i don't know yeah, yeah, he's like, I want you to be a giant tractor tire. <laughs> like, like you want me to sit on the tire, or he's like, no, you you are a big warm tractor tire. I don't get it. And like, what do I do? Just roll, or yeah, <laughs> what am I? How that. am I supposed to be a tire? And all I could think of, I actually put some thought into this. I was like, maybe. He rode a tractor and it was like vibrating and that did it something for him or I don't know. But it was okay. like he had a he had a thing for giant wheels, especially tractor tires for some reason. <laughs> and who knows but what had happened to him on the farm or what I don't know. But he he just wanted her to I'm like you think he was fucking with you, like to see what he could get you to do? Like, vroom, vroom, I'm a tire. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. But like, she did, didn't want her to talk around, just like, like, kind of stand like <laughs> a tire. <laughs> Touch your toes. And, uh... Yeah. And he just wanted to act like he was touching a big rubber tire. Like, dude, you, you can't just buy go down the farm. Right. For less than what you're paying this woman to do. Whatever. <laughs> There's oh, some really? some weird stuff like that that you're like, what? <laughs> you're it. Who has a tractor tire fetish? You know, like. I don't know. That's the first time I've heard that, dude. I've heard some. You know those ones. tires? They're like five feet tall. Like yeah, just yeah, big yeah. wheels. That's what yeah. he wanted. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I've I've worked so much with um, OCD. Maybe you saw the movie Cars, where they had they're like personified and have eyelashes and stuff. Oh, I the, don't the, know. the Pixar Who movie. Knows? Yeah. Maybe he's in a mater pickup truck. <laughs> Who fucking knows? But I, I mean, I've seen I've seen some weird obsessive behaviors clinically, right? Um, but, but on they, that level, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I I've seen some weird shit, but not like that. Um, There's some other ones I I record. I let I let people go see the interview. She told me a couple other ones that were real WTFers. It was like. You fucking win. Like, I've never heard anything that crazy. <laughs> What's I mean, some of the stuff you've come across? So in, in like Tourette's, I think probably the weirdest one I saw act out was, and this was a child, I want to say he was about nine years old, had to lick all the, all the car door mirrors that he walked past. Now, like the rear view mirror or the, the side like the view mirror? Side mirrors on the cars. He would have to, to lick, 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 the, lick the mirror, yeah. Huh. And uh, I know a dude that likes to lick old things. And so when he visited a temple in Japan, he was out. How old is that? How old is that? He'd ask me, me being a history nerd, be like, oh, that was from 665. And he'd go up and lick it. <laughs> Just to be like, see what the oldest thing he could lick is. That person was from Portland. Just, I hear some strange things about Portland mm -hmm. from your crew, dude. <laughs> but it wasn't Tourette's. It was. It was just Portland. Just his thing. Just like... Portland. Just I want to lick old stuff. That's all it was. 
I'm like, all right, well, this is pretty old. I can take you to Horuji. That's the oldest thing I know mm. in around here. <laughs> Funny enough, I was at Fuji Sengen uh, two weeks ago. Well, nice. you know, Nara has all the really, really old stuff, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, yeah. We, we thought about going Nara. We just didn't have the time. So it was more Tokyo and then hanging around Fuji. I heard, heard of that place. Tokyo? Yeah, degenerates. <laughs> it's uh, it's just a tsunami of people, bro. It's too many foreigners there. Yeah, it's it's too much. I can't it's like almost it. a percent. Yeah, yeah <laughs> almost. It's too yeah. much. That's one percent too many. <laughs> Gaijin's going. You know what I did? I had a, I went to a Pakistani restaurant today. Nice. I had to, like had no idea. Did you get some good London food? Uh, well, yeah, it's sort of becoming trad English now. <laughs> but, uh, my wife cooks better than that. So, um, yeah, but, you know, it was funny enough. We got into conversation just evil. Like you've seen. The state of the UK now, right? Yep. Mm. Rishi Sunak as the president, <laughs> and then you've got this. Uh, name? And, and that's coming off the heels of like Liz Truss. Yeah. yeah. And and literally, you've got footage of him saying that there's there's too many. And this is for Scotland, right? There's too many white people in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, impositions of uh, of for making the country run. Too many white people, and the brass balls on it, man. Could you could you imagine that in Japan? No, it, it just couldn't happen, man. I don't. But some somehow somehow they've convinced, especially Euro weenies. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, yeah. yeah. Sit down, Whitey. Take your great replacement. <laughs> They're just like they're saying the Islamic prayers in the Scottish Scottish Parliament or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's, it's, and look, uh, I, I think there's a collective shame among all uh, quote unquote white nations for uh, the National Socialists in Germany. They're yeah, afraid to have is. any any sense of nationalism because then you're accused of Hitler and you want to put people in ovens. Yeah, I mean that that trope does get um, thrown out. And, the... and I always say, well, why doesn't Japan have all that shame? I'm like, because Koreans don't own the media. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can figure out the rest of those sentences. <laughs> yeah. We can call up Kanye. You're like, I'm not gonna say who, but okay, it was. <laughs> Dude, it's it's going down there at the moment, man. Watching that, managed to catch that. Going for what? Yay? Uh, no, yeah. in in Israel, just. Oh yes, yeah, I've been I've been loving that. <laughs> Did, didn't he back off yesterday? They... But it's. Can you imagine that? Of all the fucking crap that Israel does, it's these domestic issues that are riling up the public about yeah, the courts. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, dude. When I when I live, people people have um, I don't this idea about coordinated uh, Judaism, but that country is fractious and highly highly political and highly divided. Right. That's I, right. You. I forgot you lived there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, it's, it doesn't surprise me to see what, what we've seen. The, you know, it was, when I was there, it was 
it, the whole Middle East is very tribal, not just Israel. Like, mm. that's all over there, that yeah. whole area. Yeah. And the, I don't know, maybe, maybe you can give a better explanation than me, but my understanding was that they were trying to um, rejig the um, national courts to allow better representation more for, like, the the orthodox. That was my understanding. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. And um, they they are they are very much a, a separate yeah, like you say, tribe. Um you can you can see the difference. I have had many a discussion with um people. I mean I was I just say there's the sunscreen and no sunscreen Jews. <laughs> Sunscreen and no sunscreen. <laughs> the ones that need sunscreen are all the ones that came from here. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> which is like 90%. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's something to see. And I don't know. Could that, could that. It wasn't really. I don't think the US media has really been covering it, though. Like, if you saw that, you saw it online on something. PK oh, yeah, or yeah. whatever, yeah. It gets dropped in my Discord. Yeah. I'm banned on that. But... Um,. Telegram actually is doing a pretty good job, mm-hmm. and you know, look, I've been—I have to say this right. All, all those people engaging in uh, how should we say Western hegemonic snobbery, right? Right. I, I haven't been censored by Telegram or the Russians. I don't think I've been censored by the Chinese. Um, the only place that I'm getting <laughs> censored is on US. fucking Western. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like Vimeo, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, PayPal, those are all American, been banned on all those until like Elon brought me back. Um, yeah, you've got well, all the meta stuff, I've right? been banned on all that crap, like been banned on Coinbase, like anything out of the United States I'm not allowed to use, mm. except I, Amazon. I can buy books still, but like that's not really a social media platform. No. But yeah, so like any, any American thing I can't use. Except TikTok, and that's because I don't really use it. Because I know if I actually start putting out content, I will get banned. But mm. Telegram, okay, and that's Russian. VK, it's okay, and that's Russian. Bit shoots out of the UK, but the guys live in Thailand. I've not been banned on that. Um, but they've, they've got American. Well. That that's the only one that's been okay is Substack. But, but weren't they this week? It's not really that... social media, though. It's like no, but they were, they were asking for money, thing. right? Because of the uh, bank in Silicon Valley. So they they oh, got no. they got their oh, you can buy a piece of Substack now. Yeah, they're trying to raise cash because their venture yeah. capital with that bank went, and also and that might be what ends up destroying Substack is uh, people buy. <laughs> enough of it that they get to control it and that'll be the end of free speech there yeah with that all that bank fiasco too i mean i need another one of these <laughs> like that was you could see you, it coming you just keep dinging that for uh... i mean all these it's always the same thing they're insolvent they spent more of their customer funds than they have or you know they were buying bonds and then interest rates went way up but like really stupid decisions and these people are not uber talented and oh i'm great at no, finance like their they chief financial officer was um lehman brothers 
<laughs> he failed twice. It's like, but the people from Goldman Sachs and all these like Citibank and all, they always fuck up and fail and lose billions of dollars and they get bailed out. Mm. So it's not like the ones running it are the best at it. They just hire each other based on ethnic nepotism and then they completely fuck up and lose everyone's money and the government bails them out. They they couldn't have Silicon Valley Bank go down because Prince Harry's money's in there. So. We start with Surrogate, and then an FTX imploding, and FTX imploding. That story just went away. Sam yeah. Bankman Freud, Sam Bankman fraud, whatever, uh, Friedman was at that New York summit, virtually or whatever, with Zuckerberg. Yep. Yeah. And Zelensky. Yep. And Janet Yellen. And like collectively, if you add them all up, they've lost more money. <laughs> like Janet Yellen caused trillions to be lost. Zelensky lost it's uncalculable about a third of Ukraine physically, mm. uh, as well as you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in debt. Mm. Uh Zuckerberg had to fire like eleven thousand employees that month and mm his stupid metaverse thing is not working at all and like they've given business and fraud uh ftx lost like 32 billion they're the ones giving financial advice to everybody mm. and all of them are just have tanked the only one that's made anything is, is zuckerberg and it's kind of like from ripping off other people's ideas and just being the first one out the door or whatever but mm. yeah Well, <laughs> it didn't even stop there, and you have to, you have to no, wonder what's it going cascaded, on. Cascaded, but yeah, they Credit didn't really Suisse, connect right? it back to FTX, right? And they should have. But that whole story, they let him out of jail, even like he's living in his parents' house, and they didn't even put up the bail money, like one percent mm. of it or something. Mm. Wasn't his parents at Columbia? Yeah, his, I think his parents had a place in California or something worth like four million, and they just used that as collateral. But it, they owe the bail was like two hundred fifty million. It, but he still just well, he'll just go live there because that guy won't make it in jail. You know, he's just he's an Adderall baby addicted to weed and playing video games and stuff. That's his life. He lived off the fucking Ponzi scheme for a while. Obviously, they spent customer funds and like would use that money and give it to their own subsidiary and then, and then that one also made bad investments it's, it's, all you had to do is nothing just hold their funds and give them what they're owed you know yeah and like i say <laughs> these stories would happen like once twice a year and like we seem to be in this ever accelerating cascade at the moment mm -hmm. and you know if control chaos i think I think it's gone beyond that, right? I th I think they had a number of cards that they were trying to play, um, right from the beginning. You can go back to the pandemic as a start, right? And it it's not going well for them. I think there was a tweet from Glenn Jacobs. He's uh he was Kane from WWE, and now he's the mayor of Knox County. Let's see if I can pull it up. So I think it's on my telegram. I reposted it. But he summed it up real nice. He's one of the only libertarians. I mean, he's Republican, but not really. He's libertarian. He used to campaign for Ron Paul, in fact. And uh, 
he was talking about the recent gun grab thing, and he said, let me get this straight. The same people who imposed draconian lockdowns on society, shuttered businesses, destroying livelihoods in the economy, locked kids out of school, mandated ineffective forced masking, coerced individuals to take a shot that had proven ineffective and perhaps even dangerous at the cost of losing their jobs, even threatened jail for those refusing the vax, screamed about free quote-unquote, abortion on demand, compelled female athletes to compete against biological males, defunded the police, were apologists for widespread violent riots, looting, arson, and even murder. These same people now want to take our guns under the guise of protecting us? Yeah, I'll mm. pass. And I added, since they're talking about a gun grab, don't forget the $80 billion worth of guns and more advanced weapons they left for the Taliban in Afghanistan. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You want to lecture me on gun control when you gave the Taliban $80 billion worth of weapons? Eat a dick. There's a, there's a Twitter account I follow now. I don't know if it's parody or not, but it's like uh, Taliban public relations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious, that one. <laughs> I will never forget the moment of seeing the Taliban riding the paddle boats around. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Or in the bumper cars. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> with, with AKs and stuff. Yeah. They just had no clue what they were doing over there because the whole thing was just to get opium and profiteer, right? They had no goal, no objective, no plan. Like when we do X and we can leave. It was just 20 years they wasted money out there in the caves. Yeah. Tw and 20 years working towards the opioid 20 years and it took about three hours after they left for the whole thing to collapse because they never really built up a, a force to oppose the taliban and no you know a lot of them went to ukraine uh, yeah fight fight with the russians <laughs> i want to i want to it's quite a few as well i want to say it was like well i don't know how many have gone but the the u.s had trained up i think it was like 20 30 000 groups a sort of security force mm -hmm. and of course the taliban didn't want them well the they were training in the mujahideen that they were training uh ghost troops so there were salaries and stuff that were going to nobody because they were just stealing money but they would say oh this is to pay for da, 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 like whole regiments and none of the guys existed <laughs> they were just stealing it because there was no <laughs> real oversight like the war budget is so bloated and out of control, you could easily be missing billions of dollars. Oh, God, you, there, were, there were images of them after they sort of got the capital. They're like walking for a room where literally there's it was tables and tables of bundles of cash. Mm -hmm. Right. And he, like this one guy just sort of they were out. kicking around cash bundles in Iraq like soccer balls yeah. for the yeah. contractors. Yeah, it's nasty. Amazing. And, you know, <laughs> It's, this on top is they're screwing the uh, the societies and uh, the people that they rip off for this these programs and you know there there is a lot of discontent. Somebody in McLean, Virginia, needs another ice sculpture in their yard. <laughs> What's the just it's just where a lot of the military contractors live in a a donut around Washington D.C. Mm. and. So they're in Northern Virginia, some of them are in Maryland, and it's just ridiculous rows of houses and just privileged fucking mm. uh, welfare queens. And they're welfare queens in the sense of 
Lockheed Martin's 99% of his business from this state, right? Mm -hmm. So how how is it actually private at that point, right? Mm. Yeah, that, that we have a real issue right now with these weapons programs. It just it's it's got out of control, and it's it's the same in the bio warfare space. That's you know all all the evidence points to that's what we're dealing with is these bio warfare programs have got out of control, and man, the next the next like leak could be 10 times worse than covid um i don't i i don't know if that if they could try and play that game again i mean it could just happen i think they i think we agree like it got released on purpose but mm. they could have an actual leak right but they, they did gain a function on avian bird flu in ukraine yeah yeah, yeah. and you know that could <laughs> i swear they don't want us eating meat um they want to tell us what we can eat, what we can eat the bugs, you know. Which they're already doing in Europe. But there's bug. If you've ever had coffee, you've had roach legs, because <laughs> they're in the coffee beans. But they're they're actually they're actually allowing a cricket-based flour Ugh. to be added to. Oh God, it's like it's a huge list of products, and this is in the EU. And look, my my advice would be, don't eat anything that's pre-made now because for sure you're going to be getting these uh, these fillers in and look there, there are parasites they in... put sawdust in food but yeah think of some of the fungus that are in things like ants spiders and stuff like <sighs> yeah I, I i would be yeah, I wouldn't be doing We're gonna my like speed up the evolution of toxoplasmic gondii. <laughs> uh, and you know, this this is on top of a. So I don't I don't know how much you're sort of watching the epidemiology that's sort of coming out, but you know, post especially post the vaccine, um, there's been a very very significant rise in with opportunistic infections. Mm. And I'd have to defer to you on that. That's your kind of stuff. But... Well, but it, it it really seems that there's uh, there's been a serious hit taken to the population wide level status, immune status, and at the same time, the the births have dropped precipitously. It's happened. It this just happened in Japan. Um, what was the other? Singapore, Korea. And this, you know, what what was sort of predicted as a sort of steady decline for Japan, I don't, I don't know what the years was, but it was definitely towards the end of the decade was when they were sort of expecting these numbers. And boom, it's it's dropped down. And I don't know if it was 80,000, maybe 80,000 less births than they were expecting. I know part of the stat with Japan was once china got rid of its one child policy what they used to do to get around that was just go have a baby in japan or vietnam or whatever and then bring it back to china and then it wasn't born in china so you get around but it would count as a birth in japan even though that person doesn't actually live in japan mm. so you think you have ex you have more people than are really here mm. uh so you're supposed to have more babies but not really, because you never really had the population you think you have, so you're not going to get the births you think you get. Mm -hmm. But there's been enough time since then 
that that can't account for all of it. And then you would imagine during the COVID, well, Japan didn't have lockdowns, just Tokyo and Osaka had like business closures, but other places had lockdowns. So if you got nothing else to do and stuck at home, there'd be more babies, right? Yep. Yep. But they didn't really do that here. No. It, and like I say, the, the collapse on top of the sustained increased death that we have, and there's a 10 to 15% increase that we're seeing across most countries and oof that's a uh, well korea's number one lowest birth rate yeah, japan's yeah. second is japan or russia's second i think yeah and and it's arrived this thing and you know there's there's a lot of concern about um but this is this is new data that's come out so uh acquaintance mine has done analysis of vaccine vials and basically found um so that, so to make it they use a thing called a plasmid right which is a sort of circular piece of dna that they'll put in a bacteria it reads it and it makes the um protein or or genetic sequence that you're interested in but this plasmid is not supposed to be in the vaccine Right, and they're finding sixty to three hundred times more of this plasmid in the in the vials, and the plasmid has um, encoding for the spike protein, obviously, but it also has something called an SV forty promoter. What is that? So, it got, so the SV forty is it stands for Simian Virus Forty, and it was found when they were developing um, the vaccines for uh, polio and was part of the special virus cancer program but what it does is it 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 triggers the reading of genetic material where this promoter is and these plasmids because they're dna are able to be integrated into your own dna very very easily yeah i'm not shitting you <laughs> right and broke my chair fuck would that then pass it to your office? Would it be in your gametes? Like, would that be? Yeah. So this is the issue we have right now. So, um, people, the lipid nanoparticle has, well, it goes all around the body, right? But the the so liver gets the most, right? Because you just got to pass blood through the liver. But where it goes is the ovaries. They find this over and over and oh, over no. again. Yeah. And then, that would just change humans. Well, the, the again, an attack on the germline like this is unprecedented. And, well, like I say, if we're starting to see... History this, is going to see Dr. Fauci as a complete fucking monster. Like... Mm. <sighs> yep. And the... Well, like I say, the societal consequences of, of a sort of drop like that well we're in we're in uncharted territory right and if if there's been a hmm, like long-term genetic damage that that's it like, once it's in the germline and can start passing that's uh that's some really dangerous territory and no one no one had done the quality checks on these vials it's literally taken over two years and, and how many people got the shot like percent wise billions billions 
billions, bro. I didn't take it. No way, man. But I had already had my children. They didn't take it either. No, no. And but like they're all gonna have to find wives who didn't take it. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, but, but that that's what I've been thinking as well. Is is it? Are we really gonna be in? That that's situation? why it's like. Thank goodness, most places didn't give it to children. I it think. was offered here, bro. I I got uh, all deliveries in the mail for the kids. Oof. I don't, know, I don't know how many kids have uh, been... I'm sure there's a lot of parents that went and dragged their kids out to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you imagine that? Sitting there now. Didn't work. And... A, a do you, what do you think if it even registers on them? Like, well, they would just blame why it didn't work on all the unvax, even though there's no relationship. Nah, there's, 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 the science is already out as to the why there's a failing of the, the techniques that they've used. But what they were saying is like, oh, the reason, they're like, you have to get vaxxed too. And say, why? If you're vaxxed, what are you worried about? You can't get it, right? Mm -mm -mm. Oh, I'll still get it because you guys are carrying it around. <laughs> like, well, mm. Hold on, you're vaccinated, right? Mm. What's the purpose of a vaccine that doesn't stop you from getting the disease? And... It gets even worse than that because so this this came out Christmas time and New Year. So what they found is is that people who had free exposures to the vaccine had something called antibody class switching. Right. So the the idea of giving you a vaccine is you get a bit of protein exposure that you the body develops the antibodies for yeah, yeah antibodies yeah. for it. Right. So it can attack something similar later. Yeah. And what what they've found is is that well there are there are different types of these antibodies, right? And what happens is is that because they keep exposing people to high levels of this um peptide sequence from the spike protein, the antibodies switch their properties, right? So they no longer elicit like inflammatory responses that you need when you when you get infected with a virus and instead it treats it like pollen or allergens and so it actually suppresses your immune system even further thus allowing more uremia basically the virus can keep uh, keep replicating and this this isn't fringe data this was published in science in let's say December January and, and so it doesn't work. It alters your immune system, potentially attacks the germline, and that's before you even get into the toxic properties of the spike. And yeah, your misfolded prions, and who knows what the long-term effects could be. It gave people brain damage. I mean, yeah, all those people. One of the symptoms was your olfactory center went awry. Either you couldn't smell or you oversmelled. It's messing with your brain. That was the disease itself, not the vaccine. I mean, that was just something everybody had to deal with. Yeah. And we, well, I could probably put a link. I, I was going to show it in stream, but there's, there's, so the frontline critical care doctors, FLCC, I think, I think it was, um, oh, it might be triple C. Um, but they had a, a meeting, public meeting where they, they had two people talking about, uh, functional neurological disorders after, 
well, both disease, but also va- they were they were concentrating on vaccine. But the same thing happens with the disease itself. And I I would highly recommend people to go and watch that. It's an hour long, and it just it gives you a good overview of well, the neurology and the symptoms that um, people are displaying. And and their argument was so you've seen all the people who are sort of myoclonic and they're jerking and they can't they can't lay on the bed. You've seen that? Yeah. Yeah. So there's this So it was a huge increase in a variety of different heart problems. Probably yeah. the most obvious thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's huge. Perio so, and myocarditis all over the place. Yeah. Um, I have a hypothesis just based on correlation, but we're looking at stuff. There's something, some kind of bad mixture between uh, the vax and steroids. And it could just be both mess with your heart or whatever, but a lot of athletes that are young are just dropping on their faces. Mm-hmm. And so it's something. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've sort of, I was thinking it's more um, stress and strain, right? So you get you get a bit of inflammation in the heart, the get a little sort of ectopic um misfiring oh, and then when you're real active it yeah. just can't handle it yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, thankfully we seem to be seeing a little bit less of these people just dropping dead but it's still still nearly a daily occurrence you're seeing not normal people like celebrity type people having issues and there's someone just reading the news and vroom yeah. Yeah. And they're they're still like it's not. It must be climate change. (laughs) Yeah. They've and that's how stupid they They overheated in an air conditioned room. Mm. Well, I've even seen too much, uh, too much reading, too much computer games, too much to anything, anything that they've tried to lay at the feet of um, young people suddenly. Healing over. There was this really morbid uh, TV. Well, it happened in the Final Four because Carolina was in the Final Four, and one of their players just didn't faint, but was having like heart problem Mm. and went and sat down. Mm. And you know they were up by like forty points and ended up losing. That was the biggest choke I've ever seen. Mm. But but one of their players was like physically ill and this is a young college age athlete probably gonna be the nba right yeah and just like you you're not gonna just get tired in the final four like oh i'm too tired like unless there's something else wrong with you there was a quarterback who didn't it wasn't just the final four it was the final game actually the final oh in the final yeah Yeah. who was the quarterback though that got all the heat because he wouldn't take the vaccine at the beginning. Really, he's a really famous one. You're, you're American, uh, you should know. I can just name some famous people. Was it Brady? Was it... Brady. Uh, Tom Brady, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched football when I lived there, but after coming to Japan, it's just where would I even see it, you know? like. Well, I, I've given up sports. <laughs> I tried to stay away from the bread and circuses where they uh, try and suck your soul away, bro. <laughs> I, I might watch a game now and again, but um, only if I know the result afterwards. I just really, I kind of watch MMA and boxing. That's about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, we're in this world now where 
um, suddenly people are keeling over. And... Well, I watch women's volleyball in Japan. Oh, yeah, that's great, dude. If it's on, <laughs> yeah. I'll Real, put the tennis for on. The, for the sport. <laughs> <laughs> Not those tighty whities they wear, but... <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, it's uh, and and it's been a thing in Japan, right? So I don't know how much you've paid attention to Japan, but so Japan's had eight waves, right? And each wave has been worse, more severe than the previous one, and we've just come down off the eighth one, and it's starting to. They're saying it's starting to tick back up, and Japan is second. I want to say Singapore has higher vaccination rates. But Japan is one of the highest vaccinated countries in the world. And they were Israel, doing... too. Yeah. Well, is it, um, so excluding but... Palestinians. Yeah. Well, yeah. Palestinians lucked out on that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but and... in Japan, it just was like, it's the social pressure. Mm, there was no mandates here or anything, but just... I think the airlines were it because they were partnered with America or something. But mm. people just went and did it because... They, they're not getting any good information. I'm like, why not? So they just said, okay. And, and and so many people injured and hurt. right? You, so we have this elevated death rate, but behind, or above that elevated death rate is a whole wake of carnage. Right? <laughs> you, don't, you don't think the Japanese are like, we can't pay these pension funds. Let's wipe out the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do often crosses my mind, bro. And just like, well, we got it, they do have the most centurions and the oldest population on earth, and they're like, wait, what's the suit of people over 65? Okay, that's why for the first year they did like nothing, right? They did nothing, they're like the last country to have to even let the vaccine in. Oh, and they were strict as well, dude, because we that's but where we first it's found weird because now they're so vaccinated, but. At first, they were throwing them away. They're like, oh, we found this impurity in it. Get rid of all those. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I think they thought, just let it go. Kill the elderly. <laughs> and yet the opposite happened because the corona really wasn't a big deal. It was hyped. <laughs> but the combination of that and the vaccine. Has been yeah, it's done a number on them. Dangerous for people. Yeah. And like I say, couple that with the declining births and oof. Who knows what the next five to ten years are like? And as, as you said, um, got to think about well, what about your kids? You need to, yeah. you need to find un unvaxed parts. parts. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe... I'm waiting for the day when I can sell unvaccinated sperm. <laughs> uh, no. Just getting milk like a cow. Like everyone <laughs> needs a baby. All right. <laughs> uh, as long as the right person's doing the milking. There, there's something almost as weird as a tractor tire. <laughs> like, someone vaccinated sperm. But you've, have you seen those sperm donation machines in China? They yeah, have? they're like laying on a table getting. No, these, well, I've seen that one, but these are these are stand up ones. You just sort of like sidle up to it like you're taking a piss at a urinal. Is it like a flashlight that's automatic? Yeah. <laughs> She just have that for recreation. Like here, take a break. I don't know, man, but uh, we, we can't we can't risk the spread of disease. Just pop it in this machine. Some fucking robot will get you off. <laughs> I'd be worried about the cleanliness of the robot, though. <laughs> Especially in China, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Yeah, imagine that. There's the one I've seen one of those videos, like, they're on, hooked up to something that's, like, getting them off, but they're, like, three feet away is another dude and another dude. Yeah, yeah, I've seen like, that one. Like, how can you possibly have an erection with a bunch of dudes around you <laughs> hooked up to, like, cow milkers or whatever yeah. the fuck that is? Yeah, it looked that was the nice were uh, western types so I don't know I think I preferred the Chinese why do they need sperm in China like they have a, enough right they got enough people um, I don't I don't know I mean this is this is something I spoke about with a friend of mine uh, Mark Tonic Live and the I think there's a demand for fetal tissue right? uh -huh. and you know that even in the west you can you don't need special licensing for like a two to four week period after you artificially fertilize an egg and look for uh, and just watch the progression and they can do they can do a lot uh, so they're not making babies they're making science testing. experiments testing yeah testing <sighs> yeah it's gross man it's so dark yeah yeah and, and then you know the origin of that is some jack-off machine and fat chinese guy yeah just so they can make fetal tissue and fuck with it oh my gosh yeah it's uh it's really 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 dark and the well the <laughs> Damn, that's fucked. The, 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 it gets even worse, dude, because there are... Have you, you've heard of things called humanized mice, right? Yeah, with the ear growing off their back no, and no, stuff. No, no, this is different, right? So what, what, they, what they do is um, they want to mimic the immune system of humans. So they take mice and they kill their tissue and then retransplant it so they destroy their immune system with like radiation and then they take fetal liver thymus a few other bits and pieces transplant it into these rodents and then they develop um human human like uh responses for testing so they li there's literally a production line out of those um abortion clinics and labs where they're doing that and they're selling to make these chimera i heard of the spider goats yeah with the yeah. humanized mice so they can better uh, it's like maybe little, little miniature mice people yeah uh, so look there, there's that's some dr satan shit from rob zombie except it's real and it's even worse and it's not just that they've i've, I've even seen like skin human baby human skin transplants Mm -hmm. onto rodents right and again there's a, there's this billion billions of dollars industry in in harvesting it look man there are there are chicks out there who buy beauty products made with the, made with the stem cells that come from from those products pig placentas and stuff or foreskins that have yeah. been yeah, Alter. foreskins especially. Right, they'll they'll plate those out and uh, and grow them, and look, if a stem cell source is um, 
retrieved ethically. So like it's umbilical mm. stem cells or something. And that you can get a, when the child's tooth falls out, you can get stem cells from the, the pulp cavity of the tooth that, that has come out. I don't generally have an issue. I mean, the potential there, like I have a cousin with cerebral palsy. Oh, yeah. He just went through a really rough week. He almost died. He had to go and put him to sleep because his um he's called septic. He hadn't had a bowel movement in nine days. Oh no! So they had to put him in colostomy. It's sad, man. Mm-hmm. But I was just hoping, like, if there's something that will ever fix that, it'll, it'll be derived from stem cells. Mm, yeah, cerebral palsy is a tough one, man. And putting stuff, they've been trying to put stem cells into the brain for. God, ever, ever since I started, it doesn't it doesn't work, right? The closest they've got is when they can use stem cells and there's um, growth factors from the stem cells. But trying to replace cell types, nerves, yeah, yeah. So so most common ones were trying to replace dopaminergic neurons in Parkinson's patients. And that that was fetal stem cells, and they would put them into an area called the striatum, and then these people actually just developed movement disorders after the dopamine. Because I don't know, it's like a sort of focal point of dopamine in your brain mm-hmm. that's not it. It can't wire and connect like your like your system that that's there from when your em- when your embryo was being formed right forms mm-hmm. a bunch of layers and um there's a a degree of connectivity i don't think you can ever get back um, it's odd it's like i guess it's your cerebellum that controls your muscles but it's something in the cerebrum because it's called cerebral palsy but they generally even in really bad cases can still control their arms but not they're only like these these three mm-hmm. fingers or whatever uh legs are gone completely like can't walk they're always wheelchair can't talk uh but like my cousin the rest of his mind like he can watch movies he can spell things on this you know he can let you know that he knows that, yeah. yeah so like his he understands everything mm. but he can't express it he can't talk other than he can say like wands or two words and then uh yeah that's about it yeah without it's, it's a, a tough without touching this machine but so, some people have more milder cases of it to where they're just like really they can break their bones real easy and they kind of walk weird or whatever but they're you know their brains sorry i was just hoping Did, does cells, he have this stone yet but like uh you know, you can regrow adjacent cells. It's just like you said, like nerves nerves are a completely different thing than uh yeah, muscle and, and or something. The brain is a mystery. Uh, in, no, in, in severe cases of cerebral palsy, the structural changes to the brain are so so profound. Um like I say, even even when the brain is functionally intact and looking normal can be a job to rescue and and, and like i say once something like cerebral palsy where the cortical layers are so so messed up well he was worse when he was younger and whatever he's done you know the latest everything 
and to where he could get to talk. And like my cousins and stuff didn't really notice, but I'd only see him a few times a year for a while. And I always be like, hey, Jerry said this. And they're like, yeah, he always does. I'm like, no, he didn't always. <laughs> like, he's definitely, he could say mom and stuff. I was shocked by how much he could speak. Still, it's nothing, but like, uh, it just tough. sucks. It yeah. sucks to feel like there could be some huge medical potential from this stuff and they would rather make bioweapons or whatever instead. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's, uh, there is uses of this technology that they have deployed, I would, I would argue deployed as a weapon, but, you know, the gene, gene therapies are advancing. And, you know, in, in someone like your, your aunt, right? If they, if they said to your aunt, look, we can diagnose the baby as having cerebral palsy, we could make an intervention with gene transfection technologies and maybe have an attempt at um, trying to get some recovery. I'm all for that. I, I, would mm -hmm. never, I would never try and sort of stop that medical progression. The problem that we have right now is just that it, it's been got hold of by um, weaponeers. You also run into some ethical questions. I think on the extreme ends, just about everybody would choose, yes, let's not have cerebral palsy, but, um, or even deaf and blind, is, there'd be some arguments. Some people are like, no, I'm glad I'm this way and whatever. But as you get closer to certain things, then it's like, who's the judge to decide? Some people with like functioning Asperger's feel like, that it's enhanced for them or whatever. Yeah. I, that's how they feel, at least. And I just think it's that line from Ghost in the Shell, though. If you over-specialize, you breed weakness. Like, maybe some of us are supposed to have yeah. some of these differences because they turn out in certain environments to be yeah, that's, that's a quite big useful. Yeah, there's a big question about Like, OCD. a lot of Asperger's people are very good at computers. A lot of OCD can be used, if it's channeled the right way, is better than not having it, right? Yeah, I mean, depends. the dudes you want down in the missile silos are the dudes that, like, you know, <laughs> you want them to have that sort of OCD <laughs> mentality, right? <laughs> Just to make sure they've done all the checks. Um, I and, want that germaphobe cleaning the medical equipment. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sperm collection machine. Get in there cleaning. Oh, yeah. Sperm collection. <laughs> He's got to just in there. Oh, <laughs> You've just got to have no, uh, no shame, man. It really is Sodom and Gomorrah. You got machines <laughs> jacking guys off so that they can do tissue culture for like fetal tissues to make weapons to kill more people. Like, that's oh. gross, right? It's it's unbelievable the the position we find ourselves in, and and, and you know where one of the worst it's like places... why couldn't we just clone Kate Beckinsale? We have cloning tech, right? It's just uh, whatever, like. <laughs> Who, who knows what goes on in some private labs, but the, this, as you were saying, we, we've allowed ourselves to get into, into a ethical tailspin mm -hmm. right now. And I, I, I don't know how you, how we pull out of it right now, you know, because I guess the, I guess the way they would try to do it, do you, did, were you familiar with the STAPS um, stem cell scandal in Japan? 
Uh, no. Uh, yeah, so about, Staps. Yeah, so there was uh, a lab at Recon Institute. I was with. Um, they reckoned that they could get pluripotent stem cells from just a very simple procedure, like take skin cells off you, mm -hmm. treat them and get pluripotent stem cells to treat a, a disease that you have. And uh, it got published in Nature, and, and then it just couldn't be replicated. And the postdoc ended up... I want to say she ended up writing a book. She got really infamous in Japan. And the... PI of the lab hung himself in the hallway of Recon in the just because of the shame, you know, he did his Japanese Harry Carry and uh, yeah, just just hung himself. And but there is this pursuit to try to get stem cells in an ethical manner, and if if it stops the why exactly did he hang himself? I mean, it seemed because, like it was because just... he got uh, it was the shame of having published data, and um, essentially it was false, right? They made the postdoc had made up the data, yeah. and um, yeah, he he just uh, that's why they couldn't replicate it. Yeah, yeah, it never uh, happened. Yeah, it never happened. And yeah, th look, we we need that right to stop this sort of organ harvesting. Um, yeah, the demand's there until you get a more ethical way of doing it. People are going to do the unethical thing. Mm. And one of the worst countries for it was Ukraine. Yeah, well, they got to have corruption. And th there's a lot, a lot of people going in for sort of what you call them, ordered babies, I guess. But yeah, designer babies. It's like build a bear. Well, I don't know if I don't know if they're they're designer as such, but um, you know, if say yeah. I, I don't know, you know, as a hypothetical, if they if they if there really was a superior advantage to getting growing organs from a, a, not a, not just a fetus, but a, a growing newborn child. Right, I'm. I'd put dollars to donuts that there are enough sickos out there that would take that because they want another extra year for indulging their appetites. Yeah, they would. Yeah, and um, if like I say if they if they could just get them without the <laughs> without the human souls being involved, I'm okay with that. But they they're not doing that. And this, this is why I think there's just they're fighting so hard over Ukraine because there are all these programs that are coming through it, the human trafficking, the I mean FTX was mm -hmm. essentially rinsing money for uh, Ukraine. Um, A lot of bio labs. Yep, yep, and they they were doing all sorts. And got a look. Russia's Russia's not wrong when they're calling for the mechanisms that are internationally in place that have been there for for decades to say hey you're breaking the rules here mm -hmm. right and th there was even well, ukraine had attacked on boss for years and killed thirteen thousand people mm -hmm. 
that what do you expect to happen? The war was predictable, unless you didn't know that. Yeah, yeah it was coming coming for a long time, and there there was the a whole generation of Ukrainians just getting wiped out now in a war they cannot win, mm. and that the leadership there doesn't care. They're just trying to stall. They think there's going to be some fantastic NATO rescue. Mm. It's not coming. No, no, and like I say, the they're out of ammo, to... like you said in the beginning, like yeah. And they're that's pivoting that. to China now. That, I know. That, that's what I the think. The war propaganda of China. Like, are you insane? Mm. A war with China. Ugh. Mm. And, you know, get, get, getting back to those those labs. I mean, there's paperwork. I mean, I'll, I'll pull it up. But um, this was a grant through, sponsored by the United States Air Force. It was specifically looking for Russian synovial fluid. It had to be it had to be Russian, not Ukrainian, right? And synovial fluid is the lubricant between joints, right? And that that to me is the signal that you would be looking for for these sort of race based targeted incapacitation agents target the joints make it difficult to move make them inflamed mm -hmm. and they've been doing it for well I, I don't know like ukraine really started to sort of take off 2004 5 um as they cleared out the weapons from iraq i think they went to ukraine much of them you, you know you know these mobile labs they have they didn't have yeah, but they these these exist, right? They are they are there, and it got they is... exist, but they didn't come from Iraq. They just made them in Ukraine. They're always guilty of what they accuse someone else of. Mm -hmm. And they, there's there's literally I, I, again I'll point people to who's Tonic Live. He did a great deep dive on just so that the the only plane capable of carrying those labs is a Ukrainian plane. The those big transporters transport planes and it it may be that um these cause like i say these bio-warfare programs were were everywhere post 9-11 do they have them in, in antarctica underground wouldn't surprise me i i can tell you off air how i figured that out <laughs> but i i actually have to go it's like what time is midnight here yeah. almost midnight yeah it, man, time flies when I'm talking to you. Let's do part two on this, like, soon. Yeah, yeah. It's very, this is a kind of a, a very interesting place to end it. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I got to sleep. I, I um, just, I, I was under the impression that you would, like, say, slammed with moving. So, just. I've been, yeah, I've been having, like, a pretty full entire week showing people things, working, moving, everything. So. So, uh, I was, but when when you've got time, dude, just, like, let's go and I'll. Yeah, we're on the same time zone. Let's yeah. get it done. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, you have a good evening. I'll uh. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Maybe. I don't know, but in the morning, if you want. All right. Uh, Sounds good. Just uh, Skype me, dude. I'll fire it up. All right. I'll share your Rumble thing around. Yeah. All right. Peace. Yeah. Peace out, dude. There you go, folks. Uh, two hours with Ryan Dawson. Uh, uh, ah. He's a funny dude, man. <laughs> ah. 
what didn't we cover? Right. Let me uh, let me check the uh, chat. See if there was any questions. I, I was. <laughs> I got. I got uh, so into the chat with uh, Ryan that I missed. Uh, I missed much of the chat. So, <laughs> if you asked a question, I saw the TikTok one. So, uh, thank you for that. Let me just see if anyone can get Chemical Alley. Come on, come on. We're a winner today. Got to, uh, everything goes to uh, that tax evading bleak uh, Simon Phoenix. And uh, yeah, he's not getting paid today. Oh, dear. <laughs> if you want to support the stream, please go to McCannDojo.com. Uh, there you can find all the links, etc. I'll put the, the link in the chat. I stream most days, uh, generally morning Japan time, but it's school holidays at the moment. So um, my everything is sort of off visitors as well but please go to McCann Dojo uh, you can follow me there you can also get emails uh, join our discord you can watch the stream there if you don't want to uh, give your data to uh, big data and uh, yeah let's uh, let's take a look at the oh I've got two mice that are dying right now okay 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 um, let's see Dafter says, come for the science, stay for the casual misogyny. I, um, I think these are old. Um, looks like for Joanna. Uh, Let's see. Three years ago, 2020, 03.06, Dr. Ken neurotransfection by COVID-19, potential for behavioral sequelae. Uh, thank you, Alberto. Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for uh, keeping... Uh, Keeping things in order because I don't. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Church Refuge says upregulating his bank account appointment book. Um, really, my bank account's empty. Uh, let's see. I think that's more Doc D. Uh, let's see. Headless says caught alive because it's raining all bloody day. Give us an update on the shed lab. Any planned science? Cheers. Um, look, there's. I would like to repeat what Kevin McKernan has done, which means paying for uh, sequencing, next generation sequencing to be done on all the vaccine samples that we have. I've got about, um, let's say all in all, about 20 different vaccines that we could try. And it would be interesting to see if we see the contamination. So I've got Janssen, Moderna, uh, Pfizer, but you know, to to be doing the experiment, I know if I do it, it's ten thousand dollars, and that's a that's a big ask to to do essentially a repetition of Kevin's work. Now I'm. I, I, I think he's accurate with his analysis and they're finding he's just done more analysis this time on monovalence, I want to say this week, and is finding the same thing. So, you know, there's there's the potential for doing that and the... What else could we do? I mean, a lot, a lot depends on Rimo. I, was, I missed a call from... Uh, still available. So I, I don't know. What do you want me to do? That's that's the question. So 
Mini Iron Nano Pore Sequencer is 5K, does 75,000 reads. Um, yeah, I mean, there's... We could try going down that avenue, right? But then, then there's going to be a whole bunch of trial and error as I try and get that technique established in what is not an optimal environment. I would love one of those uh, Nano Pore mini sequences it would be great um maybe maybe do that in fact yeah that that would be a nice direction to go um because what what are we looking for we just we, we want to see if that sv40 promoter is in there right uh what has been the cold storage for just room temperature um the dna will be stable um that's that's not going anywhere and we're not looking for intact rna we're looking for plasmids plasmids are robust so i think i think it would be okay i don't know maybe kevin would just analyze them might be worth doing i mean i can get new vaccine um, that's not an issue. I mean, it, it, it's something to think about. But anyway, it you know it means means me begging to to raise raise the money to do it. Uh, you'd have to do some research on the database side of mini ion. I've only seen it used for soil biology, to be honest. Um, Look, they're using it for SARS and this type of thing. And I would I would make the presumption that the read I mean a read's a read, right? So once you get it out, you should just be able to check it against um the GISAID database or something like that. Kevin, Kevin collaboration. Yeah, I, I mean, I can speak. I, I speak to Kevin in the background, so I can ask him if he wants to to look at it. Um, might be a way of saving money, at least. I mean, <laughs> so you know, the experiment that I was planning on doing, which was to look for the amyloidosis, has that that experiment has been done, and it's been done far more eloquently than elegantly I should say than I could have done by Anna Burkhardt and th the the simple fact is that those experiments should be being conducted by an actual fucking laboratory <laughs> literally <laughs> what? look there's a big difference between taking samples and running them through uh, ramen or uh, uh, electron microscopy than bringing in live animals once you once you cross over that threshold that's a whole that's a whole different ball game and you've got to uh got to do a real real good job man uh, and let me I, I just need to go fill my cup i'll i'll be back in a second i've got some 
data we can go for? I'll, I'll just set out what I'm going to do, but just just give me a couple of minutes to fill me up. I'll be back in a second. Yeah, right. I saw Nick in the chat. <laughs> I'm gonna call him. Pick up the phone, Nick. Or pick up Discord. Let's see. Yes. This. Hmm? Yes. Um, I spoke to. Uh, in a while. Pick up Nick. Uh, tell me what you want done with the uh, vaccines. Nick. We do not hear you. Please stand by. Okay. You're not hearing me? Yeah, I got you now. 
Okay. Good morning. How you doing, bro? I'm doing okay. I'm gonna Must go be early, and wash right? my ears out after that stream. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, we went some uh, <laughs> in some strange places, bro. Had you heard about that? Just a little bit. I'd, I'd never heard of that Just one. Just a little bit. Mm. Oh, I saw where you conjugated that stuff too. That's what I was freaking out. I was like, no, 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 don't, don't do it, don't do it. And you guys <laughs> went one step further. <laughs> so we don't, we don't need, we don't need to rewind. Everyone can rewind if they need to enjoy that. Um, yeah, my my thought was um, immediately was the stability of the samples that you got, and mm. are they are they degrading? And at what rate? And I would assume different brands, different compositions are gonna, you know, present different states. So yeah, yeah, that was that was a question. But it's it's a really really important one right now, especially with respect to the ovaries. I guess. I mean, I'm I'm not so sure about the. I, I'm not sure it's hitting men the same, but the. If they've if they've gone and infected the germline billions of people with these SV40 promoters, that's awful. It is awful, and it looks that uh, it's been part of the public biology since the 1960s. What I'm citing is an important paper that I finally put my nose into and, and just realized the implications now that I've gotten a little bit more uh, mature as an investigator, just understanding how something might have affected the larger population. Mm -hmm. They were discussing at a WHO meeting in 1969 about the tipping point a moving from primate cell, you know, primate primary cell culture as the basis for most biological products to human diploid cell culture as the new medium. So they were going from an era of contaminating the population with horizontally communicable pathogens, right? This you weren't just exposed if you got the jab, you could get it through sexual contact. Mm. So they were beginning to promulgate all of the all of the primate contaminants. It's and actually, then we actually moved might into be, the... uh, sorry sorry to interrupt, what? but the no, no, go ahead, just, go ahead. just um you have a far better grasp of the history of S V forty than yeah. I do. And perhaps it would help people just to have a quick synopsis of, of that particular yeah gem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me, but let, let me just finish the one thought is mm. it, they tipped from primate cells to human cells. The implications are the cancers and leukemias that all of the primate pathogens seem to be related to. And then we moved into the era of autoimmune disorders created by people getting an injection of a human cell derivative triggering autoimmunity, just like we're seeing in the jab. So SV40, um, back to the scene of the crime. Uh, quick synopsis, it's the mid 1950s. Uh, it's it's the post-war Cold War era, but medically, scientifically, uh, the world is focused on the polio vaccine. In the process of raising public uh, fear and anxiety about polio and pushing everyone to get a polio jab, sounds familiar, um, they also promulgated a massive exposure uh, of 
of a huge portion of the global population. Now, Hilary Kaprowski uh, is one of the famous scientists from this era. He is he is quoted or cited in the papers as saying that he believes that tens of millions of people worldwide got a direct exposure to this pathogen, this contaminant called simian virus 40. It's called number 40 because it's on a huge list, a catalog. Yesterday, I saw a paper that cited SV80. That was the highest number I'd seen so far. Uh, anyhow, but it, these are all of the original sort of placeholder names, just a label that the scientist gave to these individually isolated and characterized contaminants that they were finding oftentimes from the presentation of human disease. So what does that mean? Um, pharmaceutical company uses a primate, either the living animal or its kidney cells and blood, and creates a batch of a commercial product. People get injected with this vaccine, this biological product, because the inactivation processes did not and could not account for all of those contaminants. They're exposed to a certain percentage of live animal viruses from the original material, from the monkey or primate material. Mm. This SV40 that we're discussing is one of those contaminants, and the alarm bell was raised when a couple of the FDA quality scientists who were doing their job raised the alarm and said, look, we have just done some testing of commercial vaccine products off the shelf, put them into animals, and very quickly, most all of the animals presented large aggressive uh, neoplasia cancers and yeah. died. Which is so what we're seeing the, now. That's the short and skinny. Well, but wasn't, so, wasn't there an issue like around that polio vaccine race that the SV40, uh, I, I want to say it was Kaprowski's team that got the the knock or, or, or they were the ones that sort of accused of the contamination and that's why, oh, who's the other polio guy? Sulk. Sabine, Sabine, no. Sabine. The Salk the Salk formula is the one that had that contamination event uh, uh, in okay. at, at Berkeley. Yeah, that was the Cutter incident was with the Salk formula. Mm -hmm. They were both so Sabine and Kaprowski were in the two races, you know, the two branches. Mm -hmm. Sabine was a uh, killed virus and Kaprowski was a live Oriole, so a live attenuated, a, an early a version of a LAV um, uh, created on chimpanzee cells. Wow. So the the issue is what does this what does this spooky weird little SV40 from the 1950s this story have to do with us today? We said earlier that it is horizontally transmissive it, it communicates from person to person and that can happen in a number of 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 ways it's i i do not believe i've ever seen a study that it is casually transmissible like touch uh or tears uh it is found in a number of you know human uh wet spaces so think of all of the muc all of the mucosal and fluid exchange risks that we have with other types of diseases that's there for sv40 uh, and then they find the, the why are we concerned about it we find sv40 isolated 
in a great number of human cancers over the years. At the same time, the scientific establishment has maintained a firewall about this topic and their opinion that SV40 doesn't cause cancer, mm -hmm. except when, when scientists order SV40 from a supplier and put it in their cell culture and infect it with cancer and they it's called immortalizing the cell line mm -hmm. they then in, enable that cell line to essentially as long as they feed it and keep it balanced chemically it will perpetuate it'll keep growing and mutating like a cancer that's what sv40 is used for in the lab it's also hybridized quite a bit but mm -hmm. it definitely causes cancer it's involved in cancer and it seems like one of the two probably leading uh what i call companion or helper viruses. Epstein-Barr virus, which is HHV6, herpes virus 6, and SV40, simian virus 40, are found in a great number of human cancers, leukemias, sarcomas. So um, as far as my interest, like it, I don't want to start everyone's Friday with this kind of a black pill. My interest is um, let's lean hard into this analysis of the SV40 expression uh, in these current products. Let's find out about uh, binding affinities and interactions, uh, and let's see if these turbo cancers, that's where you look. You just go to the pathologist and you say, let's do protein, you know, let's do full sequencing. Are there SV40 sequences? What are the titrations that you're seeing in this biopsy? So let's, let's look at all of these patients that are now flooding in and find out if that appears to be sort of the functional outcome of these interactions. Yeah, we're in a uh, very, very strange spot, dude. I don't, I'm, it's a sense of sort of waiting with dread, right? What, what could potentially happen? And as I was saying to Ryan in that stream, if we're if we're seeing those signals already, which could be argued that we are, maybe those uh, oh, what's that site that people always talk about? Where it, population prediction, that Deagle, Deagle, uh, oh. Deagle, something like that. I haven't. I, Charles would know that off the top of his his head. I I haven't looked at that site. I've, I've seen a few sites over the years that have population clocks, but yeah, this this one this one was just sort of claiming them. that there would be like two thirds of the U.S. population lost by twenty twenty five, right? That, that that's what I want to. Someone in the chat will know about Deagle website, but um, I don't, I don't know, man. Is are we looking at that? Have we have we permanently damage the germline of billions of people um well so first and foremost um i think all of the tools to help fix human health um and it is not it doesn't mean we're going to bring anybody back and if someone is you know at the end of life right now it doesn't mean we've got some miracle on the shelf um, but i think that a lot of the tools are 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 a either in the literature and I'm not talking about effective treatments or inhibitors or controlling agents for SARS-CoV-2 or SARS. I'm talking about all of the other opportunistic 
companion infections that are the real problem. This is just the straw that broke the camel's back. It just unzipped, you know, the, the, the bean bag and let all the beans out, let all of the things, the latent infections that we carry that we generally manage okay, like you were talking about earlier with the, um, the immunomod immunomodulation, the, the, the T cell classification switching. Um, it, it's messed with our general defensive capabilities enough to allow any of those little quiet, you know, camps, the people's front of Judea that have been waiting quietly outside the gates to get in. So that's that's where I think people need to lean in is we can keep learning about the weapon and 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 about, you know, the biological. We need to. We're going to continue to track and understand uh, you know what happens in the molecular biology in the disease courses in the you know the ways that it turns certain things on and off uh, particularly i think the neurological stuff is where um you know you you should continue to lean in hard as uh, you might feel like you're going over the same ground or there isn't a whole lot of new material coming to to the surface um but i think that you can help folks with again looking forward to what are people seeing with neuroregeneration what sort of therapies are people showing promise to fight against amyloid and fibrotic disorders in the brain um, what are ways to rebalance hormones and to clean the brain what what are the basis for brain health you could you know you could find a lot of great material and explore it and whether you buy into it or not whether you know i know you're you're a very critical thinker and i appreciate that about you as well, a scientist it's, it's you know just, when you're not... it's just that there's um it's human complexity right so so what yes. might what might yeah. work for one just will have no effect on another, and that's that's the art of becoming a good a good clinician. You know, my 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 job was to pull the systems apart, right? <laughs> to to figure out why they would go wrong. The um, I I was I was more concerned about surgical approaches rather than the well, I don't know, functional medicine type approach of diet sure. and um you know and the the thing is you know, the conditions that i was working with you've got kids one end where it's difficult just to get them to you know agree to diet changes or um even, even to take medications it's tough in a child and then the other extreme of course is the you know parkinsonian neurodegenerative state and when they got to the level that I was sort of treating, it's it's kind of a, it's a one-way ticket, right? It's just trying to make you a bit more comfortable um, for the last couple of years. The the molecular biology and the, I mean, the, I've only done myself as a as an experiment, right? In in that in that sense, I don't have clinical experience to say, oh, you should you should try this, you should try that. Um, I've been, I don't know. In fact, I've been very careful of um, not straying too much into that space. Well, well, I I would encourage you to to feel comfortable being um, a cross disciplinary or interdisciplinary 
um, interpreter mm. with the, the standard delimiters that everybody says, well, this isn't my area of expertise, but let's take a look at the data. Let's take a look at what other people are, are finding. And instead of coming forward with conclusions, um, you come forward with hypotheses. Right. You, you come you come forward with what how does this relate to this other system over here is any you know, you, you stimulate the community to help with the research because you and I both know we are both better informed because of this group of minds that have gathered and all of the things they continue to do. So, you know, we we work together that way. It's, but I, th I think that I think that you, you should be uh, comfortable in continuing to take field trips outside of your your you know your area of expertise um because it's not nothing in biology or our health or this whole situation stands alone it is interconnected if we're dealing with the body if we're dealing with health then yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about the whole system i haven't heard you talk about the enteric nervous system very much uh, i'm I mean, fascinated I, I, to know I why <laughs> it's just, it's one of those uh again it's it's highly complex area and yeah, the, the brain yeah. the brain gut interface was really beginning to pick up speed as i hit the well i hit my head and the retirement wall. and mm -hmm. you know there was but methodologically we were getting to the point where we were sort of surgically implanting cuffs around vessels or organs like intestine and trying to sort of do neural neural correlates and interfaces but you know there's a i think i, I think in these cases i would often refer more to the um I don't know, the, uh, the naturopath type end of the spectrum where you where you're someone has clinical years behind them where they've worked through different diets and they understand people's different sensitivities and I, I would encourage that for sure and I just got so if if I could get a couple of really good minds that work in specifically uh, like a, a registered dietitian and say a uh, a registered nurse who also does a lot of study in that area if if i could find those voices that wanted to have a conversation about putting together upper and lower neural networks gut health and covid and kind of drawing a full so instead of just cuz you've been you've been speaking mostly to i look at it as a tree You've been speaking to the tree, to the top that sticks up above the earth. Mm. And I think the enteric nervous system is the root system down below. Mm. And there's a whole, you know, there's a whole, you know, there's all, all the microbiome, all of the different plant and, and, and you know, the different, uh, the flora that are there, just the same as it is in our gut. Um, I think it's a very nice, nice way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, the signaling, the communication, you know, is the cambium, the nervous system itself, all of that. But if, if we could get those kinds of voices, um, would that be a conversation that would interest you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm okay. like I say, I'm, I have a large supplement shelf, and you know, I've had to, well, twice now, sort of get through viral long hauler type states. So, I'm, I've tried most things, and so uh, Yana was asking in the chat, are, are there peptides that we could 
try. And um, I would, like, like I said to Ryan in the stream, the pulp, uh, tooth, and, uh, tooth pulp from children, um, that was mm -hmm. a um, active therapy. Right, I, I I took it. I could feel the difference very very quickly. The problem is, is just that, that therapy is you know, thousand bucks a month, and mm -hmm. I'm that's way out of my league. And the insurance isn't going to pay for that. And you know, look, could I extract wait wait for one of my kids' tooth to fall out and start trying to culture? Maybe, but mm -hmm. um. I, I would, I don't know, so, someone someone who would run the gamut of all the dietary suggestions and lifestyle suggestions, that would be my um, suggestion in this case. Find somewhere where you can get those growth factors. Because sometimes what happens is, you can, you know, because of injury and inflammation, even though you're, you're providing the nutrients, if the cell signaling isn't there to use it, then you know it's essentially you're just making expensive urine, and um, and it's uh, I mean I can point people to a clinic that'll do it, but um, you know the it's not well it's not since me. you've you you've opened the door this morning um, by pooping on the glass and <laughs> uh, in that space. In that space, uh, uh, I, I will tell you, I went to a colonic hydrotherapy uh, clinic once, and it was it was no no it was phenomenal. So you start you start if you're if you're a grown up, you know if you do it the way that a that a good northern German would do it, you uh, start with a about a five day juice cleanse. So for the most part. All the naughty bits are are out of you. You're you know you're it's not a it's not a, a disgusting embarrassing experience. You have to get over that right away. And the clinicians were fantastic. Uh, you kind of I, the, I went into this space and it felt like you know I was on Paradise Island. They, all these very tall. Yeah, they look hearing like the that from you doesn't surprise me, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> the nor well, I can't play that Emery's, joke, man. You just teed it up too when, easy. Yeah. No, 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 come on. I made fun of your, your poop glass, and you made fun of Paradise Island. Um, um, but they were all very, very tall Nordic women, um, and they were incredibly oh, pro professional. Sign they me were, up. They were, they were green-eyed and, and uh, fair-haired and extremely extremely articulate and and they know that everybody has a little bit of the the 12 year old you know willies about this kind of a, a, a therapy mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna describe <clears throat> um sort of the mechanics of it all but what they do is they bring you through three to five cycles of cleaning your gut out and as they as they fill you with water each cycle has something different they actually do a concoction they do it's not apothecary you know it's not it's not essential oils so you smell like lavender it's uh things like spirulina and things that will help uh mitigate uh the bad you know i think it's the gram negative organisms that mostly are, are the baddies uh and will help 
help uh, just just clean the tissue and help the tissue to heal, like spirulina. Um, and at each pass, see, they will massage. Though, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. It was, no, no. it was my understanding that it was more sort of anaerobes. It's when they get into anaerobic states. So it's not so much positive, gram-positive, or negative. It's if they have to switch to their metabolism to uh, anaerobic, right? Well, well, I'm just beginning to what I'm part of why I'm so excited about uh, about enteric nervous signaling is beginning to understand the chemical signals that your gut flora send you mm -hmm. for food. Mm -hmm. The impulse is like the sugar impulse. It's like, ooh, I want to know which of those little fuckers um, uh, are are sugar crazy mm -hmm. and send you that impulse besides your own brain because you know it's like heroin but um you know i've i've turned down the faucet on sugar tremendously by the way everybody cancer loves sugar yeah cancer loves sugar so chalkies um if you you know sweet drinks all of the sources particularly the the weird um you know like the corn syrup stuff and don't drink the fake sugars you will you'll cause your gut dysbiosis right there by drinking aspartame yeah. but coming back to the the cleansing process and i'll and i'll put a cork in it sorry uh, <laughs> I is, <actually> yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah you got to after all that <laughs> they're like here's your cork sir uh, is they would massage uh, different Gut. organs. Yeah. Yeah. When well, yeah, they'd be like, okay, now we're gonna do the liver, and ugh, and they yeah. get in there and and really and and read and your and your sediment, we'll say your sediment, goes through what looks like a little panel in the in the the engine room of the Enterprise. There's a brightly lit halogen lit glass tube, and all of your private your private matters go floating by, and they read you. Biologically, they can see parasites, they can see toxicities and buildup of different compounds in the organs mm -hmm. through this process. So that's just one piece of uh, when I talked about the, the roots of the tree is getting your roots clean and getting the GMO and stuff out of that. Mm -hmm. No children, no children are going to go through that experience. You could gently move them through a gut reset by doing a tea and juice cleanse. You're like, hey, for the next three days, we can have all of the juice or all of the green tea or this or that. You know, you could make wonderful um, probiotics. You could you could see, you know, basically try to reset the the earth in their guts. But they're if they're eating GMO soy, they're eating fried foods of any type, which is all of the corn, canola and soy oils all high in glyphosate. They're saturated with it and you've got you've got to do a basic switch. Otherwise, it's just like um, going out and sowing a nice garden and then never going and watering and take care of it and expecting to come back and have vegetables and fruits. It's not going to happen mm -hmm. if you go and you keep throwing the crap back in the body. You know, so there has to be a renaissance. It is a family experience. There are models. There's like uh, Zen Honeycut is this amazing of uh, a woman she runs a nonprofit called moms across america some people have heard me talk about her and she she is amazing she does a monday night call and she she helps families deal with getting the kids healthy and she fixed her kids health through diet alone 
and she walked them through a process. It wasn't like suddenly all the junk is gone and now all the good stuff is in. It was a process. Mm -hmm. So there's there's resources to help with that. But that's that's pivotal. Um, as far as coming back to why are we talking about my favorite fixation, glyphosate and GMO, um, coming back to healing the body and giving yourself the best fighting chance in this new strange global biology mm -hmm. that we share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's very strange right now. Um, and again, coming back to well, the the SV forty thing is yeah. It's not like it's not like it wasn't a sort of known risk, right? It it is mentioned in in the guidelines, etc. What they're they're supposed to have. Just it, it's amazing to me that. We could have, we could have just, because there's such a, there's a difference, right? I mean, like the polio and SV40, I mean, at least that was just like intramuscular and generally didn't, um, it didn't pass and get didn't, into the genetic. Didn't what? It didn't, it didn't. What are you talking, what are you, where, what well, are you basing that on, Kevin? Well, compared, you haven't read I, I, this I, literature, I, have you? Well, compared to the lipid nanoparticle, right, it, it, it's it's not the I mean you're correct in that it does um, does have impacts on the body but it to put it into something that targets ovaries so so well mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah um, oh no I no 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 this this new biology is believe me I I think it's a designer I I think it's a highly sophisticated collection of of you know this and that it's a patchwork just like the, the HIV inserts, we still don't really quite understand what are the implications, say, for making you more or less susceptible to HIV. Uh, you know, we're, we're just beginning to fathom what do those inserts really do. And we've found, of course, that HIV positive people should not have been on the recommended vaccine list, like a lot of folks, well, like everybody. Mm -mm -mm. But, sorry. No, no, it's true. Um, the... Like I say, it's a it's a sort of morbid waiting game. Not even waiting game, but we're just sort of stacking up the the data points as they come in. It's still there's still a lot of contention. I see it less so now about vaccine efficacy, etc. There's a there's certainly been a tide change somewhat, but um, I. I I don't know. I mean, but, but is this is this the future we find ourselves in? That, that as I was talking with Ryan, we've now got to think about finding non-vaxxed partners for your children. It, it, it uh, well, we, my community went through all of that. Are we going to be able to go to a hospital and get? A, a broken arm put in a cast if you're HIV positive. Are you going to, you know, all the, the all of the same things, sort of sorting us into an us, another subdivision of us and them. Mm. Um, and yes, there will be real world changes to um, how you plan about your own health, a health emergency. Do you stockpile your own blood? Uh, mm. Is your blood actually clean of spike? Is shedding such a thing that at this point, there's pretty much nobody that doesn't have some degree of exposure to this weapon? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't I don't have that answer. So those are things that are, you know, that are working their way through uh, the and, mechanisms of public health. And, and shedding is definitely 
an issue. Um, I think yeah. the literature is, I mean, that we, we should have more by now, but the literature that has come out is concerning. Um, the, well, it, it's even got to the point where they're finding spike protein in the blood and it correlating with the myocarditis in young, young people. So, um, I would, whenever you have like a clinical threshold that says, ah, that's, that's a patient cohort, right? And there's this damage that's leading up to that. Again, there's many, many people who are, are being damaged, but don't quite get to that. Um, you, you know, what puts you in the hospital or, um, so th there's like a sort of trail of walking wounded behind yes. and, you know, what's the, that are having a harder and harder time, you know, getting their voice out because they're just dealing with the misery of what has happened to their personal health. That's, mm. that's another quite effective, you know, uh, part of the whole plan is, the the injured and the you know the the damaged are um are, are in many cases are just not going to speak out because they're they're just focused inward mm. which makes sense it you know they they're not supposed to all become activists um mm. but it you know for example the whole issue of um how many miscarriages are happening and i asked a question um of uh one of the scientists oh i forget who i asked on twitter i think yesterday and i just said are there oh i asked uh uh someone from the uk uh billy bostickson um i just said hey are there different subcategorizations being created billy, billy was in for... a twitter space or you were no, just no, no, sorry. dming no 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 yeah no just we were he tweeted i tweeted we responded you know, and i said are there subcategorizations for um, pre-birth uh, miscarriage? Are there new groupings? Are they are they are they branching it off so that it dilutes the ability of someone to look at uh, mortality data in a clean and accurate way? Mm -hmm. If if you don't get all the subcategories, you might not get all of the numbers. Is what I'm saying because right. they've done that with polio. In India, they spawned these new names for vaccine-derived polio or vaccine-associated polio, VAP. Mm. They, created, they created all of these new descriptive terms for the same clinical manifestation of infection with poliomyelitis resulting in creeping or, or rapid onset paralysis. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I'm like, ah, that's how you hide a side effect is give it 16 new little distinct and strange names that yeah. don't have anything to do with the actual thing. Just like changing um, RSV from chimpanzee Carriza agent. It's like, yeah, let's get rid of that chimpanzee. We don't need that in the yeah, name that, of this that virus. Yeah, that little uh, always blows my mind, bro. <laughs> they did oh, well. that. Most, m most everything on the SV40 chart has a new name, like Mason Pfizer monkey virus, which mm -hmm. equals breast cancer you know all of them epstein bar virus wait it's epstein bar was from it, monkeys no yes really eb 
EB, EBV. Uh, uh, it's, it's unclear how many of the humanized herpes originated from primates. It's difficult to tell because of the era of medical primatology, when we were passaging materials and blood and cells and viruses freely back and forth between um, people and primates. And and the era when we were when we were making you know most biological products directly on primate cells or blood or in the living animals, mm. so it, you know that was that was the easiest way. It's just inject a chimpanzee with Hep B, wait until it's chronically sick, then kill the animal and quote unquote filter filter out your hepatitis B. Of course, nothing else nothing else is going to come along, right, just like right. all of these contaminants we're finding in the vaccines. Right. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I didn't know that, dude. I thought uh, Epstein was just uh, part of the symbiotic relationship humans have with the environment. I didn't realize that came from primates. Yeah. Are um, you sure? So, yeah, let's let's go. I'll go ahead and I, I, I would say it's been years since I validated that one. Uh, and I'll go ahead and, and go back and I'll tell you, you know me, I'll go back and dig up uh, the, the root etiology. Mm. Um, um, I, I'll be pissed but, if, uh, <laughs> if that's what got me. Because I, well, I had this issue when I was you know, in my undergrad. And yeah. they, they said to me, oh, I probably had Epstein-Barr virus and just didn't you know, yeah. re recover. And I, I just assumed herpes as part of the human family of viruses. I didn't realize that one was a, and now, <laughs> now I've been, I'm even more angry. <laughs> Get angry. Well, okay. So yeah, that's, and that comes back to the whole cell culture, you know, just the, the sloppy science that to me looks like it, this wasn't just people that didn't want to spend money to change their production methods or their source materials. It yeah, looks like there was such a clear understanding of what this was doing. And at the same time that they were continuing to build biologicals on primate cells, there was a cancer industry growing mm -hmm. rapidly. I mean, you can just, you just know all of those massive, massive hospitals and institutions and memorial this and mm -hmm. um, that, that sprung up to take on this 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 new wave of human disease that wasn't there before mm -hmm. until it was seeded through the ongoing CDC vaccine schedule. <sighs> and they're never going to concede that because of, hello, monstrous liability. They, they fear pitchforks and torches like everybody does. I think and it's the coming FDA though, no. isn't going to concede it. Well, it's all in the literature, friends. You, nobody can hide it. And if any of you have full text access and you really, really want to get to the good stuff, the really dirty stuff, go back to the 60s and look up, starting in 65, the Journal of Medical Primatology and open it up. There is no horror movie. There is no Terminator sh you know, scene. There's no werewolf makeup that's scarier than what the hell these people were doing, like the direct transfusion experiments between a human, uh, a human coma patient and a chimpanzee. Motherfucker. Direct <laughs> transfusion. 
But what really, what's what's the difference if you put hepatitis in a living chimpanzee and cull it and quote unquote filter out your hep B and it's, try to pretend not, that there weren't like any they, other artifacts? It's not like they didn't know that. Look, it, it's difficult enough to transfu uh, transfuse between humans, right? Um, and they've yes. known that for a very, very long time. And so to think that you could just go and directly tap a primate vein or artery and pump it into another human and expect nothing to happen. That's insanity. I mean, I have no well, doubt that they did it, but it's just... Um, uh, how if you have if you've witnessed and have have now started a new phase of your career studying the aftermath of human cancers and neoplasias that presented after people had primate-based biologicals if you've been cataloging new germs developing cor correlations between this isolate and that particular disease presentation whatever you've been doing what would be the fast track to really dig into that whole, you know, little warehouse of potential candidate viruses, mm. put a transfusion experiment together and then observe your human patient and harvest, harvest, harvest. Um, I just put together a little binder. I'm happy to share it. It's just, it's five papers. We don't need to look at all of them, but it's a binder for uh, Mary Contrary. Yeah, uh, and it's the ARC. Sure, sure. It's the arc of um, Gallo's work and, and others like George Todaro and uh, 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 Spiegelman, who died in 1981 after a quote unquote brief illness. I think that was one of the scientists that got cleaned up. Uh, he might have said something. He might have expressed that he didn't he didn't like where the work was heading. Mm. And someone in in the operation said this person is a potential risk to our our security to our national security so we need to shut him up that's that's my what my gut tells me when i find some of these biology uh scientists who who died you know at the age of 51 48 things like that and and it's it's just a suspicion so okay let's see if i can get to there we are and then share your screen and share the binder and go live okay Okay. Are you seeing this from the PNAS? Yeah. Um, okay. By the way, friends, the, uh, the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science appears to be one of the sort of the interstitial academic, I guess, like part of the central nervous system back yeah. and forth um, it's a between. Big, big yeah, organization. Yeah. And there's 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 different nationalized groupings of these types of institutions. There's an American version. There's a British version. There's a German version, uh, as I understand. But uh, and they they're not all under the same sure categorizations. The point being is that this is where a lot of the really good publications come from are from the proceedings and from the National Academies of Science. Mm -hmm. So this first paper is just them discussing. And this was a question that Mary had. She was not familiar with the language type C. She's like, what does that refer to? And I gave her a link 
and I'll, I'll put it up, you know, I can put it up here mm -hmm. to the final progress report from the SVCP. And they have a nice section at the beginning where they talk about the buckets and the type C covers a variety of essentially cancer causing. It could be leukemia. It could be solid tumor. There's just a certain variety. I, I think it was based on size, morphology, um, its function, all of that. Like how complete was the DNA strand inside the nucleus? Let's, um, let's, let's just clear something up, up for that? People, people that are listening. Um, what was the date on this paper? 1974. Um, in that time, okay, oh, yes. right, the uh clones didn't exist at this time there was a phenomenon being teased out from this these types of investigations and this biology and they were finding a repeatable phenomenon and that phenomenon is buttressed by the sequencing data as it's gone from its most basic implementations or, or basic is wrong the, the legacy implementations to now there is a coherent body of evidence that points to the existence of viral particles there is a clinical literature that points to there being a phenomenon of viruses and essentially replication and capable of spreading among a population it, this is these aren't new arguments and discussions being had and it's well it's it's depressing to me that that, that we're still having to um argue these issues especially when we're dealing with something so serious as biowarfare agents yeah, the Defense Department is deadly serious about maintaining their access to this network of private proprietary, you know, it's a cloak. They get to just say it's happening behind the, the closed doors at Merck, so you can't subpoena that. Mm -hmm. There is no FOIA that you can force a corporation to show you what they've been doing. That is the perfect marriage that they are not going to let go of. Let me, let in, me, let me just that, fill a deep brushstroke in with that, right? Sure, so even, sure. even organizations that you think you can FOIA, right? Once they contract with a private company, private company as part of their contractual agreements will say, oh, this, this, this remains... Um, private and you know, tech. It, it, there's a well you could argue there's a monetary component to that right you, you don't want to do some research in a facility and then have someone find all your all your data just because they can FOIA for uh information mm -hmm. but um you know there's there's many other reasons well, I mean, and darker reasons why that why they w would have these clauses in which limit the public's knowledge of the type of experimentation that's being done. Okay, and I can give you a very germane example of um, something that is public, right? Because they they want the sales, but Neuralink, Neuralink has gone through a lot of animals, a lot. And, oh yeah. Um, the 
and even though the even even though we know about that, you can't get details out of the company for what they've done and paid for, and that was done in conjunction with universities um, across California. I know I know people there. It's uh. Yeah, it's a dark, uh, dark corner, bro, <laughs> and you're shining some light in. It is. Sure. A yeah. Anyway, and, anyway, and C, is, C, is, C type I, viruses. C type viruses. Back to the back to the the happy little black pill. Mm. So this is 1972. Here's Spiegelman, and this is that scientist who, in one of my at least one of my presentations, I put up a slide and show how a great number of his folders in the National Library of Medicine have been locked up. for yeah. 50 years. Yep. And one of those folders has to do with primate RNA viruses. So he worked side by side with Gallo. I would assume that he published or did some presentations that included some exact specific incriminating data about the relationship between where were we headed with these primate viruses and then what happened with HIV. I think I think the, the mechanisms describing the effects of, hey, well, we finally hybridized it with Visna and we were able to achieve, um, you know, a 12% insertion of uh, Visna sequences uh, by this insertion point and hybridize it so that not only does it attack the immune cells and kill your white cell communities, which opens the gates of the of the city to all of your opportunistic infections? Mm. It also stimulates a wasting disorder, which is the core of the Visna disease presentation. That's that's how they knew about it because sheep were wasting away. Mm. Um, you know that that could so, have been so I, I the type of conversation that they would have they would have locked up. So we spoke about this before. Um... Yeah, and I'm trying to remember the guy's name. You'll know it. Where he was, he he gave it was a good lecture, where he's saying that HIV is Visna. Uh, that's 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 the OG whistleblower. That's that's Doctor Strecker. Yes, that kind of the kind of heavy set all American guy with glasses. Yeah. He looks like an ex football player. Yeah, that's that's Robert Strecker. He. He was fixated on Visna before the announcement about SIV in 1988, and he didn't have, he did not have a, he didn't have a friend with, you know, full genetic sequencing, uh, you know, uh, access. He, he didn't have those kind of resources. He was busy running his practice, and he and his brother were trying to become an HMO in California. That's why they got their, their noses into all this stuff to begin with. They had to do a shit ton of actuarial work. And that's when they came across all of this strange molecular biology that seemed to relate to AIDS. So long story short, yeah, he's he he had um, he he learned about the SVCP. He's the one that really raised that up to Cantwell, to Dr. Cantwell, my colleague. Um, and Cantwell was one of those those poor doctors who went over to his friend's house for dinner and then got trapped on the couch for three hours as Robert ranted and raved and, and handed out, you know, a big stack of Xeroxes and said, here's all the evidence. It wasn't coherent. It didn't it didn't have all of the legs, all of the history. It didn't have all the background with the Cold War and all of that. Uh, it was really a snapshot of a whole bunch of stuff that he copied out of the literature from the 1970s. 
Um, and it's, it's part of why he was discredited, because people could just say, oh, well, he said it's Visna, and it's clearly, it's from SIV. Right, little, right. you know, little did the rest of the world know what that meant. It's like, yeah, so let's look for chimpanzees in human science. And that's what they don't want anybody to go back and look at is, oh, yeah, we gave the world cancer and autoimmune problems. And, yeah, so, so, and oh, and, and AIDS. To go back to, um, not Salk. Um, the other guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Sabine? Sabine. Um, Kaprowski's Kaprowski's competitor, yeah. Yeah, so the SV40 contamination, it, it did get linked to cancers, right? That there was, that, that's yes. my memory. Yes. Um, yes, you can go into the literature in any era and find it um, discussed at the level of oncology, blood, microbiology. They don't discuss it. You know, your cancer doctor does not say you've got a monkey virus. They mm -hmm. say, I'm going to run a confirmatory test. And that's one of the protein tests that they would run. Mm. And what was the name of the incident? Order. The uh, oh, the contamination was the Cutter incident. Okay. Cutter Laboratories, yeah, Cutter, like it sounds, um, uh, was is uh, I think it's gone now. Was in Berkeley, California. And what were the what were the repercussions for the SV40 contamination? The I mean, I'm presuming there's uh, a product. We're, no, well, you're you're conflating. You're conflating SV40, which was identified by by Eddie and Stewart, by Sarah Stewart and and Bernice Eddie. They found SV40. The Cutter incident was not fully inactivated poliomyelitis. That was oh, a different contaminant. That was that was the target. They were supposed to be creating a killed virus vaccine. They didn't kill the virus. Several children died, and many more were uh, were paralyzed. So the SV40 line, and in my mind, there was a well, there were there were consequences for that. People knew about this SV40 and the potential risks so i'm just trying to that's the crime kevin yeah the fed didn't yeah. the fed convened a meeting at cold spring harbor eventually after eddie and stewart went around and had other colleagues including international parties which was a big that pissed the nih off a lot mm. <clears throat> they went around and said recreate our work Here's exact, you know, here's our protocol. Here's exactly what we did. Tell us what you find. And their work was confirmed. So by 1960, they said, whoa, Nellie. And they called the big meeting at Cold Spring Harbor Labs because it wasn't on campus at the Defense Department or at the NIH. It's a private university. It's a private lab group. So they could go there and speak privately. It's, it's, it's where they've taken a lot of the biowarfare discussions over the years. Mm -hmm. And that's where Maurice Hilleman, he was a young vaccinologist, I'll say, virologist. <clears throat> he was a virologist and that he found contaminated products. That's, that's, that was, you know, his extent of virology at the time. Uh, he and uh, his companion or his, his uh, colleague, Dr. Sweet, created a paper called SV40, the vacuolating virus. And they just astroturfed it. 
they said, oh, yeah, we found this contaminant. It's one of many, many contaminants that we control through inactivation by washing it with formalin. <laughs> that's, that's what, that was the whitewash. And the NIH <laughs> and the FDA and everybody just got behind the quote unquote experts because he was at Merck, you know, Merck, right. you know, mess with Merck. They are the, you know, they are the, the post-war paperclip harbor for all of the biology scientists but uh he he said nope it doesn't cause any problems because because we can inactivate it now fast forward and i was just following my nose through the world health organization vaccine safety I, I, manual i'm, I'm convinced there were cohorts of cancer patients that they said that's from the polio yes vaccine. yes all kind he, nothing, is the one nothing Sure they did. Sure it happened. People no, but, died but, of cancer yeah, and, but no, and, and, nothing and a happened. cancer industry sprung up. N nothing happened to the people who were responsible for, for doing it. No, this is where I keep sending people after that old vampire Stanley Plotkin right. in his nine-hour deposition where he catalogs again and again and again all of the products that he holds a patent on that kids have been getting jabbed in their arm for decades that he never tested or that he tested on he used you know aborted fetal cells things you know things that are very inflammatory for mm. uh you know from people from a pers from a certain perspective and then from an a scientific perspective from a biological perspective that's you're inviting autoimmunity Mm. By build by building any kind of a product on a human cell line. Oh my god. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, well I think I think we're seeing the similar things right now. Uh, especially for sure. the neurological disorders. Um so the So let's take a look go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just in your archive is do, do you have like a newspaper reports that just say SV40 linked to cancers. Did it get that far into the public? No, that's, that's where it's, that's the big lie, is that the PR face of science, whoever that is, Columbia University, Harvard, you know, the New England Journal of Medicine, you, you know the major brands, mm -hmm. they have maintained all of these years that SV40 is controlled and therefore is not a risk while underneath the iceberg are so many papers and cell lines and hybridized isolates that are registered with the who and other you know other cell line registries um where they're showing all of the exotic and and nuanced ways that it is oncogenic and how you can use it you know and all of its oncogenic well, processes SV40 so is, yeah is, is ubiquitous in the molecular biology domain and yes um so it is my concern right um what's that look I, I the evidentiary support that you bring forward for these malthusian psychopaths that attacking the germline would be in their remit and we've had 50 years to figure out, and like you say, there's paper after paper which will say that SV40 can trigger oncogenes, etc. And um, 
Mm-hmm. Manner it's of... a it's a help such a helpful little virus mm. that they knew this is that forget spike proteins from SARS or whatever the real real target was get it into ovaries yes increase mortality reduce birth rates yeah it's a twofold plan yeah. It never changed. It's it's real simple. And you know that on the increased mortality side, there's massive equity. There's that's that's the that's where you will pull all of the gold fillings out of a person's life. You'll take their whole life savings from them as they struggle to fight to stay alive. Yeah. And they spend anything and everything to, you know, they're not going to be you know, gallant and say, oh, I'm going to I'm going to stick it to the man, to the big to, to big pharma. I'm just going to die like a like a man here. Uh-huh. Mm. They struggle and they flounder and they go to they get a referral and then they do another test and they do another exotic treatment and they take a trip to Mexico and then they go to Peru and take the ayahuasca. I mean, you know, you, you know, you you've seen people, you know, in many cases really extend to try to maintain their grip on life. Well, it's that's that's part of this big formula is on the downside boy you can you can collect everything yeah but hitting the germline like that is well you're not going to get sick people because you aren't going to get people so well if the if the if depopulation is truly the bottom denominator here if that's and that's, if that's my what it really boils right down now. to uh, if we're seeing those signals already well not already we're, we're in two years in to them going through this procedure and if by any metric that was a success in terms of getting it into people's bodies billions of doses mm -hmm. So doesn't doesn't feel nice to have some unknown group of people uh, wanting to plan and execute you uh, just because mm. you're living and breathing. Yeah. And it's not, is, a, it's not a not a not a nice way to live. That's why sometimes I get a bit leery at the camera, right? When trying to tell people there's a there's an enemy out there that's taking swings at you. What are, and what are you doing? <laughs> Worrying about so whether I, viruses I will, are real. I, let me let me finish this uh, this little uh, packet up real quick, and then mm. I'll put it away since we we're still sharing this out. This is a midpoint. This is this is once they discovered a human patient that they coded him as HL twenty three. That stands for Human Leukemia Patient Number Twenty Three, and they found in his leukemia from his fresh blood sample that he had a primate retrovirus causing his leukemia. So they isolated it. And, you know, someone might say, well, how did he get exposed to primates? Well, reverse the tape to 1955 when we started jabbing everybody on the planet with primate yeah. materials in their bodies. Yeah. We seeded the population with all this garbage, and then it begins presenting. This is just now to him and his family, he has leukemia. To the scientists back at their lab, he is a very important isolate, like uh, Henrietta Lacks was in the Hella Cell Line story. So Gallo and colleagues take this isolate, they characterize it, they differentiate it, 
They confirm that it is actually a primate sequence. It is not a human leukemia sequence. It's uh, uh, quite interesting. And then they begin immediately hybridizing it and mixing it with a small variety of um, other recombinant. Uh, I think all of these are are RNA viruses, I believe. Mm -hmm. There might be a DNA virus in here, uh, but we've got mouse, bird, um, you know, uh, another simian, uh, SISV. So this would have been simian sarcoma virus um, and started mixing and crossing it. We roll forward and they are discussing uh, a little bit later in time. Um, a very now they're 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 focusing the the lens on the microscope and they're improving their ability to differentiate the homology between these different varieties because there are different C category viruses from different animals. So they had a lot of work on feline leukemia virus. They also worked on uh, primate viruses and mouse viruses and avian viruses for the most part. Those were sort of the leaders as far as looking at the different subgenus. Um, but this is them working on their testing and and differentiation of being able to say this is exactly uh, this type or that type. Uh, this is where I saw right here. This this SV80 SV80. The chart goes up to 80 simian viruses at least. That's the highest number I'd found to date. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was I was going to say that. So in in a lab environment, right? Because. Mm -hmm. uh, herpes virus old world mm -hmm. monkey herpes virus is lethal mm -hmm. to new world yep. monkeys right so they will go to great lengths to separate species especially you know because of this viral issue and mm -hmm. here we are manufacturing it at an industrial scale and then just sticking it in people <laughs> it's so fucking evil dude it's it's the gap it's the it's the 15 year gap from the warning signals to that paper that i saw at the world health organization where at a at a global level they are finally trying to Mm, I guess comport with the reality of what's happening in public health. They're they're finally saying, uh, yeah, we should we should really think about moving off of primate primary cell culture as a as the primary building block for all of these different products that we make for people, mm. and maybe think about making them out of human cell lines that we get from aborted fetuses. Mm. Uh, that was the discussion, you know, and that for me is the that's where I want cancer activists and autoimmune activists to take up that all of this data and 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 these are separate fights they're they're they are their own atrocities that need to be addressed and they're too big to roll it all together with hiv that mm. just that breaks the camel's back people are like whoa mm. yeah, um, here's here we go uh... so rna dna hybridization across a variety of animal types and then crossing the source viruses across those cell culture types crosses 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 unbelievable well i by the way friends and neighbors i put this paper bundle this is a single pdf document called the contrary binder rna and i just posted it on the general thread 
uh, in the raccoon bunker. Okay, and this is the last title that we'll look at. Uh, Oh, evidence for involvement of type CRNA tumor viruses in human acute leukemia. I'm Robert Gunn and friends. Mm. Um, But yeah, so this is him winding up saying, guess what? You get these types of viruses in your body and the probability is you're going to develop leukemia. This was not a probability. This was an observation. They were confirming this. They were already seeing this. This was, they had described the mechanisms. They had described all of the functions, you know, the, the, the oncogenic function of the primate pathogen. Just makes me, the makes body me wonder how many I've been exposed to in the... Well, so think, think outside the box. Uh, how, how do we fight these things? How do we clear them out of the body? How do we remove them? Here's the last paper. Primate type C virus nucleic acid sequences from woolly monkeys and baboons in tissues from a patient with acute myelogenous leukemia and in viruses isolated from cultured cells of the same patient. So this is where they go full on Dr. Island, you know, Island of Dr. Moreau. They take again, HL23 patient. There he is, HL23. And they have now bifurcated the hybridizations. Here's, here's, a, here's a new hybridization table. Mm. So the cultured cells and tissues, and then what they infected it with, these different simian and HL23. Remember, HL23 is a primate leukemia virus originally, but they took it out of a person and they've made three different variants of it. So they're using three different variants here. Mm. And then we get down to this table, Kevin, Sorry, and it just, blows uh, my go, mind. Go back up to the other table. Go ahead. Oh, go, uh, okay, uh, sure. I just didn't get, yeah, I didn't catch the expression in the brain on the last one. Uh, percent viral. I'm just wondering what it's an actual measure of. Approximately. Okay. Anyway, I, I just I just wanted to catch the brain stuff. You can go down now to your table. Now this is the second. This is hybridization from the progeny that they created above. Mm-mm-mm. This is the final pass. And this is, these are the viral RNAs that they crossed it with. So these are all the original human leukemia patient 23 isolate, which has been already hybridized or modified. Now four different individual variants of that are being crossed again against a number of other RNA, it looks like these are all RNA viruses from mice, from humans, from simians, from birds. Now, this is my, what I call the case study for Gallo. This is where I can show not only did they have the specific technologies to identify, characterize, passage, and hybridize viral RNAs, they were doing it specifically with the danger zone of the type C simian RNAs, 
and with all of the chimpanzee work in there. I have not found a table that says chimpanzee SIV because they didn't call it SIV until 1988. Do you, do they you called have... it something else. It was, it was something on the simian virus chart. It was SV49 or SV62. I don't know what its original placeholder name was. Are there um, uh, studies into like the pathology where they've really hit a monkey with a massive dose of these agents? I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think what they're going to do with all these recombinants. They must be testing them on something. And well, this is this is the kind of conversation I would like to have with Jonathan Cooey, mm. and to say. You know, I, I, I will, with all respect, uh, you know, he's, he's been in a couple of conversations, been on a, a spaces, and he was on the Panda call, and he didn't speak up. And if the reason for that was that he has so many questions or it was going to get him into, a, you know, an escalated state and he just didn't want to cause a scene, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, I was kind of sad that he, he didn't even challenge any of it and say, I don't believe in germs, or I know he's redacted that point. I, I have a differing view of, you know, somewhere between the germ theory and the, and the terrain theory. I don't know where he is scientifically. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm not going to worry about chasing him down. But this is the kind of data that I would, I would share with him and say, do you think that if none of these experiments resulted in an actionable, operable candidate target virus, right? Mm -hmm. Something they were intending to create. Do you think anybody would have been paid year after year after year for almost 20 years in this program? To the public, they said, we didn't really find out much about cancer. Boo-hoo. And privately, the Defense Department took all of these new functions in science and moved them into the NIH. So that's where I say, no, there, there was real science here. Uh, pathogens are real. They cause disease. Uh, you're asking about, are there, are there papers that show them putting these in and proving the efficacy? Mm. Um, there, are, there are thousands of papers, Kevin. And some of them do indeed have excellent tables. I've got one from 1965 that shows them injecting just like this, injecting different combinations. In that case, it was just um, um, primary, primary virus candidate and or a helper one and two. They weren't actually hybridizing. They were just combining. Okay. And they would inject herpes plus SV40. Or this, you know, virus A plus B plus C plus EBV. Yeah, and yeah, then one the hand. rest of yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, please stand by. Yeah. Um, be interested to see that. And I've got I've got a deck. Yeah, I've got a deck that's got it. Um and again, the fact the fact that these we're looking at science from fifty years ago, man. <laughs> um you don't think they they figured out a whole bunch that they knew that gene transfecting SV40 could be a kill shot. So disturbing, man. I think kitchen sink or let go.
Okay, are you seeing a slide that says Project Sample 1965? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So this is the slide I was describing. So here they are combining, just combining, just adding, like this is a herpes and S. I don't know if that, if S stands for a, another simian virus, um, plus an SV40 variant mm. with, a, with a, a prefix of A2. This would have been an SV40 variant. So this was three components that they just added together. What's um, what's Rio? This, uh, it's like not Rouse. It's not Rouse sarcoma. Uh, uh, I I can't recall uh, off the top of my head what that one is. It's, but like number uh, inoculated, we, 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 dead or transferred. Like it yes, was a hundred percent lethal. <laughs> yes. No, this one had bovine leukemia virus added as well. Okay. This one was exceptionally... So here is an early hint about Dr. Strecker's, you know, the, the thing he had stuck in his craw, that it was right, something to do with Visna. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely worked with Visna and bovine, and there are Visna sequences in HIV-1. So mm -hmm. he was partially right, but he died on that hill, scientifically, mm -hmm. and then they killed his brother, and then uh, they killed State Senator Huff. And then two years later, they killed his, uh, his publicist. He disappeared. Mm. And Dr. Strecker got the message, and he stopped doing presentations. Mm. So anyway, yes, so this is 65. So yes, this went on and on and on. And on. You say they've gone through a lot of animals for the, for the Neuralink. Mm. 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 Think of all the animals that they went through in the SVCP. Yeah. I mean, we had... We had coast-to-coast -coast farms for all of the test animals. They had to. So anyway, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of black pill. Coming back to my excitement, that is keep leaning into um, uh, therapies, uh, the root causes of some of the more concerning diseases. And if you want to huddle in neurology, then stay in your lane. But I would encourage you to swim under, this, under the lanes and keep you know, going out on these little field trips into the other areas. Um, just to at least ask the questions about them and, and get the raccoons, you know, digging up good information about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the thing on my mind right now is to do the testing of the samples we do have. Mm-hmm. I mean... So work with Kevin. Yeah. Save money. Yeah. He's got the he's got the the access. There's no reason to duplicate it. Uh, two minds working on it will do a better job. You will force better quality out of your design study, um, your your exclusions, your limitations. You know, you may talk about the potential degradation of the samples because of their temperature, whatever you know you're going to bring to your findings. Um, I think it'll be a better product with the two of you. Mm. Well, the... not that I don't trust you. Wow, look. Um, if it's electrophysiology you need, I'm, I'm your man. But um, all this, uh, all this sequencing—that's not my, that's not my area. So many ways to fuck up. Yeah, but you, you ask good questions. You and you ask questions about how the neural system interacts with all of the rest of that. So it's all—it's all important. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so. Yeah. This. Can I do a little, can I do a little plug? Yeah, sure. Okay, so, um, yeah, and this is, I know this is not your bell house, so. 
<clears throat> um, Sunday morning, I'll be joining um, Karma Doc and our friend Carol, Apothecarol, on, on Twitter. And uh, there's a Canadian RN, uh, Travis. I can't remember his handle off the top of my head. And there's a, uh, a therapist. There's a, a therapist that works in things like ketamine and uh, oh, cannabis uh, and psilocybin. Um, well, he, we're, we're going to be talking primarily about microdosing. It's not to try and explore and unpack all of the psychedelic world. It's to talk about what is the current state of yeah, you're wasting it. Re research. You're wasting it. What? No, no, no. You'll be surprised. <laughs> there's there's some there's some evidence that eating, literally just eating, microdosing cannabis flower or or leaf, has an impact on Alzheimer's. So if there is a anti-prionic or amyloidogenic um, yeah, uh, property it's, it's or being, mechanism it's being there. being investigated in yeah. uh, Parkinson's and um, it, there does seem to be definitely some benefit. Um, again, the, uh, you know, what works for one may not work for another. And so this, th th again, it's why I'm so sort of reticent to say that's it that's the that's the therapy you know the only thing i've seen well and even then you, you get failures but like start well, you, you're not a clinician you're not you're not no one is putting their health in your hands you are a scientist an investigator mm. and you're helping as a light as, you know as a, holding the lantern at the head of the group to ask questions about these therapies and you know, you you get we both get anecdotal feedback from the bunker um, and from others. So I'm just I'm just trying to you know relieve the pressure. You're, there's no expectation that you're supposed to solve for all of this. We're talking about all potential cofactors mm. that could interact with a, a CD4 to CD8 switch, a suppression of your your cancer, you know, your cancer fighting genes, uh, broad auto autoimmunity because of the cellular tropisms, all of this stuff. You, you can't you can't take that upon yourself and we're not asking you or any investigator to do that, but it's good to keep looking at what are people what are the questions other people are asking? What are they finding? What is the evidence? Uh, whether it's conclusive or not, that's the scientific process. That's the that's that you've said it. It's that you have to be uncomfortable not knowing. You have to be um, you have to make your peace with the fact that it isn't black and white, that we live mostly in the gray and that on the way we find some very good signals. Yeah, I mean, if I was if I was to just. Give a target direction. Um, microglia, I think I think that's where a lot of the. Well, especially the neurological side is coming from, and I mean that's there are drugs that are somewhat specific, but you know again, chronic long-term inflammation is uh, it's a daily battle, right? And uh, I, I don't know, man, CBDs even. You know, they, they have uh, centrally acting uh, anti-inflammatory pathway.
Well, I'm much more prone to recommend that somebody use turmeric with a pepperine compound in it mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. cannabis. Than cannabis, right? I mean, as as a cannabis is is a therapy, and I lean on it. I I never went into any other regular use of any other medication. Period, illicit or or pharmaceutical. Never, ever, ever. Cannabis. I watched cannabis help AIDS patients. I watched cannabis help AIDS survivors like myself, who for a while didn't know what what to do with the world when when gay men started giving up on their own vigilance and they call it bug hunting, people that would deliberately get infected, stuff mm. like that. Oh god, that was, I watched, that was I watched I, one today, bro, and it yeah. was outrageous. I don't know, kid was barely twenty years old, I think, and it was li- literally. I don't know the, the the part about getting AIDS and giving it to. But he was talking about sharing blood bags. I was like, "What is that a thing people do now? Share blood bags? What's that about?" Okay, well, my my opinion, and this is part of my PTSD, and I, I'm not, you know, I I I don't I don't sit in the corner and cry anymore. I, there was a time when life really sucked, and I've come a long way back from that. Um, but this is about people who have just exhausted their vigilance. They they feel that the um, it's a it's a very dark pretzel, folks. So I'm sorry, you know, to do this on a Friday. They feel that uh, from what from what I've read and the conversations I've had with people who try to defend it, this is what I understood. They're exhausted with fighting about HIV, sorting people as to whether they are negative or positive. They know about the ambiguity that there are a lot of people that just don't test because they don't want to know, or at least that was a thing at one point in time. There were a lot of folks that were just kicking the can, saying, I'm just, you know, no news is good news. I'm just not going to test. That way, you know, if it happens, it happens. Otherwise, I'm not going to stress about it because it was too much. It was everywhere and you can lose your job and all your friends will extricate you and you can lose your apartment and you can lose your insurance. Oh, and your family won't have anything to do yeah, with you. I don't think that's the case now, bro. All of it. <laughs> they, they advertise no, it now. No, 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 no. I know the president apologizes for you now. I just, <laughs> yikes. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that was the situation at the time. And I think that the bug hunter phenomena was purely an expression of uh, really kind of, I think, a, a neurosis, in my opinion. That's that's very judgmental of me to say, but I'll admit I had PTSD. So they, no, uh, they I, have like a you can't too. be judgmental. That's a problem. You can't be judgmental in cases like this. Well, uh, people going around. Well, uh, if if you if you understood all of the emotional bodies that are buried in my head, all of the all of the friends that I helped die over the years, Kevin, you you know this is this is tough stuff, but. I, you know, I try to I try to condense it down for people so that they can understand what in the world are these people thinking? They're just in a state of complete despair. Mm. And the problem is, is that sex for men is addictive. 
the testosterone is never you you never get cut off from your dealer it's always there all you have to do is allow your imagination and your attention span to wander and you can be back in another cycle of testosterone onset so uh, the feelings the dopamine the reinforcement the social acceptance of two people that are not going to judge each other because of a germ what? they have in what? their body what? all of that factors in I was just going to say, you get all that doing birds, dude. <laughs> <I'm>, well, <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> just, just, um, as a, so. just as an observation. <laughs> oh, yeah, an A, little A-B comparison. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, this is, as if you couldn't tell, it's a biological impulse that will force you to change your entire life, even in contrast to most of the world telling you that, you know, they hate your guts and they don't, they don't like you. Um, it's, it's an unfortunate reality of this biology. And some of us, um, some, like, like some of us go into the community and never come out. We go deep, 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 deep LGBTQ, right? Nothing but, you know, our job, our friends, our social security, our social circles, everything. Where we eat, where we buy our stuff, we vote with our dollar. There's folks that are 100% that way. And then there are other folks like myself who stepped out of that cave and said, no, the world is much bigger than that. And that's going to be problematic if you just let your head and your heart stay wrapped up in that all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, some of us are, are, are out here. And, you know, as you can tell, I don't go chasing after the LGBT folks to try and get them on board with the AIDS research anymore when they just block me on Twitter. Right. The AIDS memorial blocked me. Yeah, I remember. So saying, I'm like friends. I, I yeah, don't, but you're yeah. just you're just yeah, like I don't a, know what else to do. You're like a automatic uh, belt fed machine gun of black pills, dude. <laughs> the the homos don't want to hear I'm it. Black pill rando. <laughs> um, well, yeah, and and my questions to them are never. It's never a friendly opening. I'm all. I always have to present something that's really you know inflammatory. So. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, what do you well, want to do? So if you want to learn about microdosing, tune in on Twitter and I'll put it up in the bunker and all of that. And anyhow, I'm going to be discussing the cannabis end. Uh, Doc Karma, Karma Doc will be there. She will, you know, she will be helping. Um, you know, she's she's definitely advanced. Uh, Dr. Dave is advanced. So they are both folks who are more of, say, a clinician. With Look, these I, kinds I of can tools. speak psychedelics, and, and dude. I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. <laughs> no, this isn't about sampling the goods and, and a recreational, or as Terrence McKenna said, an effective dose. By the way, I, I was really surprised to hear that the raccoons, for the most part, didn't know who, um, who Terrence, Terrence McKenna. McKenna was. I'm not working. Yeah, I was like, wow. Mm. No, no, no. I was very happy. I was happy to share that because, you know, he's an armchair philosopher on top of you know yeah, advocating for mushroom and cannabis use yeah. yeah yeah very i mean that vocabulary good god mm. so yeah, um were, were we were we missing anything from the let's go back and look at the chat let's see if there's anything good we need to speak to uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you lead us through that well the I, I, i'm just fixated on the eugenic side and the have have they 
it's something we have to put into the equation now. Have they have they delivered their kill shot via the SV40 plasmid into into billions of people? I, I, everything and you know, of course, I would describe that as bio bio warfare. The question is how how to convince a broader broader section of the public. And if you can't do it at this point, then when they've just been attacked, assaulted, I don't know what you want to call it, but and you're you're meeting resist. Well, I guess it's a sort of analogous phenomenon that you have with uh, trying to tell the homos that they got genocide. <laughs> People don't want they to know. They don't right? want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they that doesn't play well after share. You you know you want you want another track after after share. You don't want to hear the black pill of oh by the way that that question that's been lurking in the back of your mind that you've you've buried you've basically piled other things on top of it all these years. There's an answer, and it's so undeniable it will jump off of the page, and the language that it's told in is is approachable by just about anyone. Just about anyone can read those early science papers. And aside from when they get into um, abbreviations like SIV, those are things that you've got to dig a little bit. Look, man, you've got part, Google you now. Navigate that stuff. You've got Google now for all those acronyms. Uh, well, right? yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can look up a medical dictionary. Um, you know, it's it's really easy to to prove to yourself. You don't. You can doubt me. You can doubt it all. I I want people to doubt it. I don't want them to follow me. It's why I'm not myself. That's why I'm not going to, you know, I'm always going to be a space cat. I don't want a following. I don't want to write a book. I don't want people gathering yeah, around me. I want them to what? look at the information. You know what, dude? That responsibility might what? be falling onto your shoulders right now. That You're going to have to put together work that you've done into a thesis or treatise that you, you, you publish. And I don't know, as a an extension of uh, what's what's that guy in the UK book, The River, oh, something like Ed that. Hooper, Ed Hooper, yeah. Ed Hooper. Yeah, um, you you might just have to follow in his footsteps, right? I, who else is doing what you're doing? No one, right? Well, I'll tell you, disappointment has been, I've been up and down, it's been mercurial in the last month. So in the last month, I have spoken, finally, with uh, Dr. Dr. Martin, or uh, uh, yeah, Day, uh, David yes, Martin. Yes, yeah, I know, the, the tie-wearing um, mason. And the bow, well, he's, he's been, he's been uh, a sans bow tie the last few times I've seen him. Thankfully, I've, I've got a little tick mark. And every time he wears a bow tie, he gets a attack. <laughs> but look, actually, he's been pretty consistent over the last few years. I'm, you know, there's debate to be had around yeah. the, the importance of patent data. Um, but yeah, he's he's well shooting in the right direction, I would say. But he was on a he was on a space with us. And he opened right up and said, yes, I want to compare notes. Let's put our libraries together. I really want to do that analysis. Mm. Now, that's been a month ago. A couple days later, Judy Mikovits. 
I attended her class. Uh, she and an RN do a class and they teach about, you know, there, there's a lot of supplements that they're advocating, things like that. But um, they really open up the science. They really give you as deep as it goes, talking about the molecular biology of what's occurring and what the supplements do and this and that. Um, but I was on a space with her and I, I asked a question at the end. I said, this is sort of an after school, you know, question. It's off topic here, but would you be interested in discussing this? I've approached you on Twitter and, you know, we haven't really connected just by tweeting at each other, but would you like to have a conversation one-on-one? -on -one? She said, absolutely. That was a month ago. And then a couple days later, I'm on a space and there's George Webb mm -hmm. and I get up on the mic and Minnesota representative Mecklen says that in the mid eighties, an elected official who he will not name told him that AIDS was a, uh, a bioweapon that was uh, devised and deployed by multiple countries to quote unquote, clean the shit off the planet. Um, I've got that quote. I turned it into a clip and George Webb said, we need to talk. We need to talk. He scheduled a time with me and then he canceled. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very interested to speak to anybody that can help get the scientific body because once they get the Zotero, once they get that big blob of the papers all mm. in the Zotero file, mm. that's it. That the the football is delivered. That's the real evidence. Yeah, but, it's not know, me you know, interpreting it. It's it's not Horowitz. It's 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 the it's what they did. It's right there. You know who we should just bring in maybe for sort of like a round table discussion is Richard. He worked with HIV patients and um, you know, there's a lot of people that follow him now. Look, there was uh, he's teamed up with uh, Andrew Bridgen in the UK, the member of Parliament who stood up and said that there's an issue with the vaccines. Ah, okay, um, okay. And he was testifying in Texas state legislature, lecture. Sorry, uh, this week with Robert Malone. So and he he has a very. You're talking about you're talking about Richard. You're speaking in the first first Richard name. Fleming, you're talking about yeah. Richard McCullough. No, Richard Fleming. Oh, Fleming, Fleming. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know, that 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 I, may be. I a way. would love to. Mm. I, I'll do that. Maybe. Well, I mean, he's he's going to come in. It's going to be it's going to be an uphill trek for him. Because like most scientists, unless they took the time to look up these boring old dusty papers about mm -hmm. microbiology from the 60s, they have no idea. Like, like you ask them about particle physics. Like I ask you, Wait, Kevin, ask Richard let's about discuss. That. Yeah, let's talk about uh, electromagnetogravitics. And you, you clam up like a clam. You're like, I don't know what that is. I don't know anything about it. And you don't want to discuss it. Some scientists are remiss to have a like a broadcast discussion when they aren't primed. So one thing that I am perfectly willing and capable capable of doing is giving him the pre-work if he wants it. Mm. Well, he can he know. can listen he can listen to my discussion to Panda or he can look at the bibliography, you know, whichever I I, I, whichever just, works. I just think a discussion about um look there seems to be an ever growing and I would say incontrovertible case that what we're dealing with all of this everything that you've been describing is a consequence of biowarfare programs and i think that that's a a position that richard would find reasonable 
particularly in his current um, state with respect to this evidence and what he's trying to to achieve. I I, I would be very surprised if he did, uh, or if he acted in a. I don't know. Well, in, in a way of disbelief of the evidence, I, I don't think that's the case. I, I have to guard myself. I see somebody saying I had to stop following George Quibb. <laughs> um, thank you for that. Um, yeah, and I've I've heard people talk. About, there's been great analysis um, about everybody that's poking their head up out of the gopher hole about biowarfare. Finally speaking about the vaccine. What are you know people pulling up Robert Malone's tweets from two years ago when he was uh, bashing anti-vaxxers? Uh, you know, it's it's good. There's there's a real good. I like that that the collective conscious is keeping people honest, and yes. I'm happy to have that conversation with him. And it doesn't hinge on him putting on a t-shirt and wearing a pin and saying oh i believe in the lab hypothesis um it, it would be very meaningful just to have the exposure but on the larger scale when you talk about roundtable i think we're we're much closer to be even being able to get back with chris newby and oh, tick uh, maybe lady. yes 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 maybe a couple of other investigators if we can get them to put major chapters of probable potential biowarfare releases on the public together in a chain. That's where there's real power because when people see a pattern and they're like, oh, and they did this, but they said this. They did this, but then in the PR, all oh, for years and years and years, like about ticks and Lyme. We've yeah, been hearing all of this sort of such fuzzy... A area we need to get into because they're the they're the loiter drones for uh all these huh, recombinant yes. weapons yes right and um do you have any tick species in japan yeah yeah no, oh inf got... infective not that i've been informed of the issue here more is Japanese encephalitis from mosquitoes. Um, uh, okay. Um, dengue has pops its head up now and again. Now I I have a, a, an opinion, an errant just a just a hunch about dengue, and I would encourage um, those of you that love to look at patterns because there are there are savants out in in the community better than than us. Um, to look at the speaking um, of that, administration. Right, have you just been watching Henson in the last couple of weeks, like the drops he's doing and the alignments? And holy shit, man! He's I'm wondering if we're witnessing like a real life, uh, you know, flowers for Algernon. If he's going to suddenly burst and then he's going to be real dumb and he's going to start posting memes instead. Nah, I, I, <laughs> no, I don't know, man. Yeah, he. No, no. Hats off to Henson. Yeah, man, it's, uh, I don't know, he's got his teeth into the, the meat and the bone, right? The way, he, the way he's, well, someone, someone should just be aggregating everything from him into a, a coherent folder. Well, I push pin things all the time.
the time. So, mm -hmm. um, Hengen, if you're around, um, uh, sorry for whatever in the bunker is uh, chafing your, you know, chaps your ass. There's things in the bunker that chap my ass too. <laughs> um, but believe me, uh, but there, there's, uh, there's a lot of goodness in, uh, in keeping the, the little community together and you certainly are a force multiplier. So thank you for uh, raising oh, the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have to sit there and think hard, right? You know, that's complex data sets that he's running up. And, um, that, that requires a degree of insight into this, that the molecular issue that is, well, beyond PhD level. Well, the yes, well, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid skill set. So, so it's not only an intricate understanding of the, we'll say, the morphology and the structure of genetics, what you can and should be comparing, mm -hmm. but then it's the software and the syntax of the R language to put those threads together yeah, and he, and he, to do the alignments. It's like that. brilliant. He'll give you all the all the code. The output. I know. Um, that's that's top tier. You know, if I had that in my lab, I'd be uh, I'd be cherishing uh, engine. <laughs> that's uh. Um, okay. So, any other good comments that we should uh, scroll back to? People are saying people are making comments about the CIA and guarding guarding against getting too excited about Terrence McKenna. They say that he was compromised by the CIA, which um, I wouldn't I wouldn't find I wouldn't find um, surprising. That, uh, um, if, it, if, uh, if you want to trip balls and have uh, or listen to someone, <laughs> that's all right. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't well, take who Terrence gave psychedelics around. to the academics. Who 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 right. gave it to Harvard and you know and and really stimulated it all in the late fifties? The yeah. CI fucking A. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, their poisoner in chief. That was that was Gottlieb. So, well, you you know, there was a, there was a lot of effort put into like once sort of LSD burst onto the scene, right? That it was uh, a model schizophrenia right and they they pushed that line of reasoning to the point where oh, I don't know, multiple different sort of psychotherapies span off but like one of them was for treating alcoholics right and there was there's a brilliant case series of studies comes out of Saskatchewan in Canada Hoffer and Osman and they and they did not just LSD. They did the, the, much of their work focused around LSD. They were, they were before Shulgin, and um, these these people would take the what's what they called psychotomimetic effect, which is basically a bad dream, mm -hmm. right? And they they would try to induce that in alcoholics, right? To give them that I don't know. You've hit rock bottom moment of clarity moment. I don't know. They're just <laughs> the life, the life uh, replay it's given you in that state is, uh, well, I don't know. Shame will shape you into never doing it again. And they, they were pursuing that on, on a quite large scale. 
And it took them quite a few years to realize, hey, it's the ones that don't go down the psychotomimetic track that actually have a better long-term health outcome. They, they, they managed to deal with their, their addiction. And the... Wow. You, you, could, you could spend a whole lifetime doing what you've done just around that, those bodies of work. And the thing is, like that special virus cancer program, a lot of that was done behind closed doors. It'd be very, very difficult to find out. Um, you can, I'll tell you what you can see. Uh, based on more recent, like from the Black Vault, uh, more recent MK MK Ultra uh, CIA f uh, document dumps, mm. is you can at least see the door. It's like being in the Matrix when Seraph brought Neo back into the programmer's hallway, that just plain hallway with all the doors in it. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's very similar to that, but you can see a label on the door. Um, and what I mean by that is in those documents, you can see uh, it's, it's all the accounting from MKUltra. It's all of the money, $600 here, $12,000 there, $26,000 there, with brief what are called ledger entries. Now, I'm sure they had their own standards for screening and kind of subduing language to keep it uh, to keep it confidential, right? To keep it from giving too much away. But the language in these ledger entries tells you how many, they're like, um, you know, uh, participant fees for subproject number 263. Just the scale, the number of mm -hmm. sites that would have been generally universities, mm -hmm. because this was, this is where they were on the in the biosense and in the psychology and sci psionic not psionic uh, sci psychological warfare psyops. Yeah. Um, in both of those spaces, there was a heavy, heavy partnership with universities. It gave you a the proprietary barrier and b a whole bunch of guinea pigs, you know, eighteen mm. to twenty two years old right. that were willing and eager to to earn twelve dollars to take some strange drug and and let the scientists flash flashlights in your face and take notes about you mm. you know they there were so many projects in different departments and they let everybody publish so yes you're right someone could easily and and there are there have been amazing historians and scholars who've done the work on ultra and and uh, mk naomi mm. the problem with the mk naomi stuff is again you can see those log entries the doorways the label of what it might have been but it doesn't tell you was that a lab on the Congo River, a joint operation between the CIA and the U.S. Army? Was that um, a grant to someone at the Royal Society of London working Wait, on I, a new thought, variant of peyote? What? I thought Naomi was uh, like the Agent Orange and the, <laughs> that type of chemical no. agents. No, 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 no. Yeah, that was the nice side of it. That was the Monsanto side of it. Monsanto right. was chemical. Uh, mm. Naomi was the bio. Naomi was all of their partnership at Fort Detrick and in Africa and with the Royal Society and the PNAS and the Council on Foreign Relations, who has to be. I mean, think about it. We looked at the we looked at the UN paper a couple mm. weeks ago with Mark. 
Right. Uh, and hundred, hundred and what was it? Hundred and seventy-three countries signed up and said, "Yep, we're going to start calling the population." Don't tell me that every single financial interest, particularly the superstructure, that are going to be aware of um, changes in population, changes in demand, uh, potential wars, countries that they might destabilize and try to fire up a war and fund both sides of it. All of those players were keenly aware of the depopulation agenda. They were probably behind it. They were probably the ones saying, get off my lawn. So, uh, you know, I, 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 it's, it stands to reason that there's, a, there's an unfortunate, as you said, sort of darker dimensions, but, but another, another layer to this network that's just, just continues to watch and, and um, opportunize every aspect of this. And I don't care to get wrapped up. It's like, uh, there's, I already did that with AIDS. I, I, people, want me to, people want me to talk about the arguments in the 80s. Well, what about Peter Duisberg? Right. I'm like, I, I have, I have, I have, I've pooped on him so many times. Um, I, you know, I, and, and we can do it again for whoever needs to hear it again. They, they bring up the documentary House of Numbers and they say, Luc Montagnier said that PCR can't detect HIV. I said, no, he didn't say that exactly. You can go, let's go back and listen to precisely what he said. And they released that document, that documentary, the year after he accepted the fucking Nobel Prize for discovering HIV. So don't tell me that he, he doubts the existence of HIV. He'd have to relinquish his Nobel. Mm. So, you know, come on, kids. I, I just, I don't, I, some people, like Charles right now, has so much of this stuff and, and several others. You know, they've got the tactical details of the coronavirus story. But I think the bigger, you know, linking it together with MERS, SARS-1, XMRV, Lyme disease, you know, everything. Oh, you yeah, know, it's, it's a big, everything that, that appears bucket, to have been a release. <laughs> it's... Well, it's a, a river runs through it. You know. <laughs> okay, touche. Hey, um, what time is it for you? That's okay. Um, Two Two in the morning, three in the morning. Yeah, I'm awake now. Good Lord in heaven. Okay, okay. We can we can wrap up. Well, I'm gonna. If you're well, busy, no, I just wonder was there any was there anything else in your craw? No, I'm I'm gonna be on a call in about an hour uh, to roll my 401k because I told everybody my job got shipped to Pakistan. So um, I'm in the market. Uh, well. Um, I, I'm in the market, so um, I'm rolling my 401k. I've got that call coming up. I've got a, li I've got a little more time. Um, um, but were there any other comments or questions or topics that people brought up that we should uh, we should pay attention to? Well, there's the you know oh, Jew Jews and Gentiles. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, another day. That's a deep question. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the. Um, well, you, you know, you mentioned Council of Foreign Relations and mm -hmm. it's not like we don't know these aren't problem institutions, right? How come we can't, well, you could argue we are pushing back somewhat nowadays, but how do they manage to keep surviving generation after generation? Is it, is it just that they've got... um, they have excellent PR. 
think about their uh, their blue their blue stage with the beautiful crisp white background and um, everyone that they bring up they bring up maybe two or three people so it's always a very clean uh, well controlled message about whatever their quote unquote activities and policy direction are we don't really understand for the most part as a nation and as a as a world what they really affect what is their net impact or influence on commerce law regulation whatever we we don't know that and most people don't know that the cia is essentially the operational branch for this group of post-elected officials a lot of them are post office and <laughs> sorry, uh, that's too many jokes there. They, they've gone postal. Uh, they, they, they were elected. They served their term of terms. And now they are these austere, you know, uh, you know, these artifacts of previous administrations. And, and most people think that they just sit around and fa 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 and drink, you know, champagne Nine. and eat steak. And, and opine. I think a lot of people just don't. They're not either. Not a known thing. I mean, look at look at Jimmy Kimmel. He, uh, he goes out on the streets of L.A. and asks average Americans that are wandering around L.A. on vacation, right? That's who he picks on. He gets, he gets locals and tourists, and he'll ask them, show me where is Bolivia? And they'll hold up the globe. And then everybody will laugh at how ignorant the average American is just about geography. They don't know shit about what the CFR is. They don't understand what the CIA has done since the beginning. They don't know about paperclip Nazis, that that was the that was the little chicken coop. They're like, well, we have to kind of keep the CIA because we need a place to keep all of these scientists that we've aggregated after the war, right. you know, before they all tr trickled into Merck and MITRE and NASA and wherever else they went. So look, uh, there's there's a big gap there. But we're, we're sitting here and, you know, it's come up in the conversation. There's an adversary out there that is taking these vicious type swings. And yes. what <laughs> like I say, we can just rely. Your work is enough to just say, hang on a minute. We need we need to uh, re rapidly reappraise our... Um, posture to these people uh, in the modern day that's going to require a whole bunch of you know it's not guerrilla warfare in the afghan mountains but um there has to be there has to be tactics and patterns and that we can utilize to mitigate what it is that they're doing i guess you could argue that's what we're doing right now but um so have you seen my, I know you haven't had time to sit through my 100, 150, and 200 level video. Uh, well, I, I always feel that um, I get the private lessons like this. <laughs> I know, I know, no, you can double click on me and Nick will just, you know, oh, yes, up. sir, yes, sir, absolutely. <laughs> it's only, it's only wafer thin. Um, yeah, I, I want to keep you fed with all the good stuff, so... So yeah, I'm more than willing to just customize and curate. Um, they are kind of a structure that I'm going to continue, and I'm going to make a 300 and a 400 level. What I did was, and by the way, I'm going to re I'm going to remaster the 100 level because it was a it was a live session like one of these. It was it was just me doing a presentation of the timeline 
and it was good enough that I kept the recording and said, okay, that can be, you know, that's kind of the introductory. After listening to myself say, uh, and um, and all of the things that I wanted to clean up in, in my presentation, I decided I'm going to remaster it. So I'm rewriting, just, I just recorded it and I transcribed it and I'm just cleaning up the script and I'm going to do a nice, clean, shorter version of it, probably like a 20 to 25 minute version. But and... the point being is that they progress. They go from very high level to the next level, more scientific. The 300 level will be uh, the history, things like eugenics and the paperclip scientist. And the 400 level will be the ba the backbone that picked the, the papers we looked at earlier. That will be it. It will be just the science of the most likely probable pathway that SIV got humanized into HIV. Mm, and there's that network. And then if, if I get pushed off... If I get pushed off a garage or I drown or I have a sudden death, the information lives on in perpetuity mm. and it's accessible and it's free. You know, it's the kind of thing I saw Chris, uh, Chris Newby has a, she was at a, a Lyme conference. There's an annual Lyme conference and there's a 20 minute presentation she gave. I put it up in the bunker. So those are some of the little bricks we can lay down. That's like, well, even if, even if, say, your, your lead investigator, your best investigator drops out of the situation for whatever reason, don't lose the progress that they made and the, the assembly of it has to be based on the hard details like we were looking at. It can't I just, be. I just, I just some... want to address the chat a second, Nick. Um, I says, does Nick really think he could get Epsteinized? Yes, of course he does. <laughs> Wait. Why do you think I'm talking to a space cat? <laughs> this is dangerous there's, there's information. The, for, for somebody that doesn't know, yeah, there, there are, are four people that I either personally just feel 100% convinced or am highly, highly, highly suspect of that died as the result of a wet work, mm -hmm. of a hit. And we, we, I talked about them earlier, the original OG whistleblowers from the 1980s. Four people out of their group of about eight died and dr strecker the really the one who had the scientific chops and acumen to keep doing you know the the outreach and the activism he shut down he stopped you know they killed his brother they killed his publicist they killed a state senator why not just kill nobody him knows leave about the others that. alone <laughs> What's going on there? Um, because there were too, there were too many, there were too many eyes on him. He did the video, and people were. If he got immediately killed after releasing that video, that's you can't send that message. No way. So they they hit him where it hurt. They right. took people. They took his brother. They took his publicist, and they took the only person of note who was engaging with them, and that was State Senator Huff from Illinois. He was he was literally a six hour drive from where um, Teddy Strecker was found shot. A month later, Senator Huff was found dead in his apartment six hours away. I, I think it was the same fucking operative. It was the same field office. Mm. You know, why? Why would why would they read more people into it than they needed to? They'd say, we need you to clean up this person and this person. And it needs to look like a suicide. We can go back to the CIA manual from the 1950s about how to make a murder look like a suicide. Mm. You know, Teddy, Teddy Strecker was talking to Robert the night before. They were as full of piss and vinegar as you and I are right 
right? You and I don't intend. We are not depressed. We are not intending to end our lives. We don't, we're not going to have a sudden downturn and lose faith in humanity. You have kids and a, and a loving wife and a life. And I have loved ones and all kinds of reasons to live. So yeah, people, people do drop out of this, this argument. Your visibility, I think, is definitely um, something that will protect you. The more people see you and know about you and have a video record of you saying things like what I just said, the less probability is that they'll be like, nope, that's that's going to be that's not going to be good optics for us. It's going to play right into what they're accusing us of. Well, the thing is, I, I don't even think about that aspect so much, right? Because I'm I'm so yeah I'm so locked into what could be a potential. Well, I wouldn't say extinction level, but um, what could be a massive hit on humankind right now. And again, <laughs> that <coughs> plasmid and that promoter was known. And the risk was known. And it's been there for yes. a while, like you say, 60 years more and if you and if you want to um eliminate the entire chain of culpability or accountability for product quality and potentially injury or death then you put it all under an emergency use act and you play a shell game of who really is responsible so like when we went after pfizer they pointed at the defense department and then the Defense Department had to come out of the closet and they tried to hide behind, oh, we were in a state of an emergency. We were at war against health. So yeah. we had to do it. You know, they're, they're all going to keep playing that. And it, it's going to it's going to lead to um, people who authorized major acts, um, uh, governors. It's going to come down to a lot of state issues and state battles over which governors were ethical and which were just compliant with the draconian measures um you know a lot there, and that's where i'm happy is to see our states sit up and take account of their own business because that's really about the reach that, you know, that an american citizen can affect i i can't i can't affect something that's going on on the other side of the of the country really i can get on the i can run my mouth on a video and and reach a few hundred people but that doesn't change something that's going on in florida you know um yeah but, it's, but i can i can affect people locally so but it's, i don't know i I'm, I'm conflicted about the message right because you're basically saying we've got a hostile uh, call it corporate whatever government entity that whether it's by zombie action just built into all the systems that they've created is incredibly hostile now and we, we have to it is is that a message that you need to we need to be talking to people about i don't know well how do we dress it up to say that these people are at war with you so that they do listen um i i think that uh coming back to that chaining uh exercise of putting at least three, if not five events together over time and demonstrating the pattern, which will help 
with a lot of folks that get hung up on their confirmation bias problems. And then they see that pattern and they move into cognitive dissonance, at least. That's a better space to be in, at least to be torn, right? Mm, I've got conflicting views here, but there's this strong evidence that's really making me uh, give, it a, give it a second thought. I think the critical mass component is very important. So trying to drag everybody into the microscope and arguing about, um, you know, truly molecular level interactions of cells is, is you're going to lose most of the folks and yeah. they're going to wait for their favorite talking head to come forward, be it Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel or, you know, uh, whoever, you know, their, their favorite bobblehead on TV is to summarize it and give them the approved uh, you know, version of reality. I think we need to bring people to a higher level to see, wow, here are the players, here are the different medical events that have occurred, here are, here's the most probable explanations. We, we have to be honest, we have to be very, very honest about, you know, we don't get to come forward and say we can prove it, we can demonstrate it, unless we really can. Um, but we have to say this is the best evidence of a whole series of events that have affected public health in these ways. Here's where they seem to have originated. Here's where they emerged. And now here is this long, slow burn in our now, I guess, uh, adulterated public health agencies. I want the Defense Department the fuck out of our national health. I don't want them to have any public health authority after this any of this they're like no if somebody gets to say i was just following orders and murder people with a needle mm -mm, you're done you're out of there yeah go back yeah. to the pentagon yeah um so but and, but and we this... have to teach them the larger arc we have to give them the larger arc because they can get that they they will get lost in in the scientific details and i'm just uh well the, the... When you're talking about retribution and punishment, the problem is now that they've pulled so many in who were just uh, well following orders. Yeah, we're we're all guilty. We're all guilty. Yes, yes. That's why you share culpability so people won't turn on each other. Mm. But you know, you know, there's there's some already. There there's there's people from you know that have come come out through the cracks. And I know that there are some that we feel are um, concerning, like what is your motive? Mm. Um, so I'm not I'm not saying that everybody that comes forward with a message. First of all, I say don't follow. Do not, do not try to find someone to follow. We shouldn't follow you. We shouldn't follow RFK. We shouldn't follow you know George Webb. Look at evidence, papers, sources. Yeah, you got to sit and think about it a lot. Yep. And the the thing is, like, the, there's so many dark rooms you've got to traverse to really grow and understand the the thing we're dealing with, the system that we're we're dealing with, allowed to allowed to grow and metastasize the way it has. Um, and that's what I always say it, but I I could so easily have been on the other side of the equation. So, so easy. Um, well, uh, Mark and I both with technology careers uh, have experienced things that I'm sure were a cause for concern. I, I witnessed in, in telecommunications when I saw 
um, an optical splitter being installed on the mobile switch. Mm. Which means that from 2002 forward in the US, every single bit, every one and zero, every single part of cellular transmissions have been cloned. And that means all of those apps for cruising people, the hookup apps, all of you know the ones you think that are super secret all of your telegram all of your encoded peer-to-peer tour you know what all all of that stuff that that kind of stuff is you know anything that is supposedly secure and encrypted is exactly what the intelligence nerds look at first that's the interesting stuff to them they're like oh they think they can they can keep us out of their stuff and they apply a little more ram from the supercomputer and they crack that next level Mm. so that's where you know well, I, the, the I problem saw is that, in in a different way, and the the escalation has stepped up in the last week or oh, I guess, yeah. as as they've tried to you know point at TikTok and formalize all these breaches of privacy and the the social contract that should be there. Yes, and they're just yes. going there. You go. What are you going to do about it now? In a blank check, they wrote. They they wrote in language that gave them the ability and not, to not modify able to be foyers. Not not even yeah. able to yeah, be foyers. Yeah. No, right there. That's the fail. Right there. Uh-huh. Nope. Nothing is above. Nothing is is above reproach. Um, and that's exactly where I think it's going to start burning down. Is the public? The, this public has never been without the freedom to rant and rave with a sandwich board if they want if they want to be the end is near and and you know and let their hair grow out and their fingernails and become howard hughes and yell and scream at the moon um they're free to do it we've never been without that and we've never been without our guns and we've never been you know without a lot of these freedoms that they're suddenly just trying to get in line with the WEF globalists and say oh yeah, we yeah we've got some line items we're going to remove from your basic rights. That's not going to fly. So, wow, you say that, but I don't know, maybe maybe their analytics and are so good that they feel confident enough to go. Well, they're certainly going forward with it. And I mean, look, that bill that's just straight out of communist fucking spy novels from the. <laughs> the 50s and 60s that you would you would expect that degree of totalitarianism being implemented against a populace dr strangelove yes but it's on fire everybody in the u.s media on the critical side um is dissecting it is taking it apart and magnifying it I mean, it's not it's not on everybody's tongue today if you flip around the channels, but there's attention on it and particularly on on the dangerous aspects. So, um, you know, there there have been attempts to do some crazy bad shit before, uh, like mm, the Patriot Act. Well, the, the, and the prep <laughs> act. The, one of the reasons that we're sitting here and having this conversation is just because we're dealing with those legislative I don't know what you could turds, I guess. And that's part of the weaponization process. And you know, this is this is a question I had for Charles Ray. Who who is capable, right, in, in those hierarchies to be able to have the top down view to say, aha, we've got these pieces into place, right? Such that the system will act like a weapon. Because 
that that's that's the territory that we're walking on intellectually and that's where the hypotheses are leading so someone is able to do that right well so i would say i've been trying to trying not to look too much at the hiv event and just assume that it was a rinse and repeat uh, that's something that i'm having to really fight my own you know it, it's easier to just say, oh, well, I'll look for patterns. I'll look for, you know, A to A, B to B. Mm. Uh, what happened with HIV, it would appear, as far as the actual, uh, literally the ground level deployment, is that all of the people in the NIAID hepatitis B study, the clinicians, uh, the folks that ran the actual uh, site studies and did the long-term surveillance and spent time calling, you know, volunteers again and again. Um, I, I would say probably 0% of them were aware that something was adulterated in Heptavax B. It would have been a tiny little vinculum, a sliver, you know, a, a very small operation for all kinds of reasons. Well, Brent, Brent's just it was put in the chat. Kissinger's still alive, so probably him. <laughs> it's not a bad, um, uh, it's not a bad uh, hypothesis to be working off. I mean, he was at that well, club of well, Rome. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Everywhere. but but and and I've but very recently I I stepped back, like when I talked with Mark about the the NSSM two hundred document. Mm. There, Kissin, Kissinger didn't just and he didn't fall to earth as Superman, and everyone was just. Ooh, in awe of his amazing, you know, his awesomeness. Mm. He had power thrust upon him. He was cultivated and selected. He went over and was part of the group with Colonel Corso, who was interviewing and hand-selecting Nazis out of Nuremberg. Yeah, They yeah. would go up and do their testimony, and then would come back and they'd have an interview with Colonel Corso or with Henry, and they'd get, you know, a contract. They'd get an opportunity. So he 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 isn't a source of power. He is um, he is a figurehead. He's that. What's that thing up in the front of a ship? What's she called? The carving. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, you're you're British. You should know these nautical yeah. terms. Damn it. I, I've I've even read some uh, master and commander novels. Um, oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I want to say I want the prow. It's not the bitch the sitting prow. on the prow. <laughs> Wait, or is it the buttress? No, it's not the buttress. Okay. Anyhow, um, uh, but that's, you know, that's what, I, as I get further and further along and watch Henry melting like um, a blob of fat out on a hot <laughs> summer day. I mean, he's just, he's just, every time you get a new picture of him, he's just sort of, his flesh is kind of slipping off of his skull. Um, I think... I think that old man is an oligarch, yes. I mean, he's still, I'm sure, there on the calls and there at the fancy fancy with his bow tie tuxedo. Um, but uh, the people behind him and around him, and particularly those that none of us see, people that are of levels of wealth and control that are beyond, they are not on LinkedIn. They're not on the cover of Forbes or mm. Time. They're, they're up above that. They're not in royal family circles even necessarily. They're, right. they're beyond that. I think there's a very small number of those. And no, I don't have any idea how to access them. Um, but really, we're all going to be dealing <clears throat> with our local foot soldiers, our elected officials, 
our law enforcement agencies that decide whether or not to do something horrible and draconian again, those kinds of things. And that's where we have to do, that's where I come back to that whole uh, getting people to a tipping point, helping people understand a real simple high level story about, look, this shit has happened. Here's where it happened in 1978. Here's where it happened again. Here's where it happened again. And now it's just happened at a global level. And we just have to say no. And helping them, like, uh, like, like Doc Keck, is just fantastic yeah, at right. um, eke, yeah, eking out how to chisel away at this and get it registered as a problem so that there is a record of disclosure and awareness and where that is and isn't effective. And, of course, it's not easy. It varies from state to state. So everybody is kind of at their own, you know, you have to sort of vet that for your area and get involved and make it happen. Um, but those are the kinds of instruments that um, I'm watching a lot of Texans, a lot of Floridians, um, you know, a lot of the folks that I'm seeing in these Twitter spaces get excited about um, being uh, equipped with practical weapons, with legal weapons, not mm -hmm. with bullets. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, they're they're armed to the hilt. Uh, they're all Second Amendment people, so they've got that covered. But they're what I'm very heartened by is listening to people of, of good conscience. And I, I, you know, I don't care if they're Democrats or Republicans. I could give a shit. Um, they, they care about the real problem and they're talking about the practical and legal ways to try and fix it. Um, so that's what that's part of what keeps me fueled. Yeah, well. Uh, me too, and like I say, there's so many people um, bringing the evidence to this well, case, I guess, and you know that it would be a shame to stop now, right? You don't want to. There's, there's, I'm sure to you, someone who's been in in this for so long, this must seem like a a, a quantum leap in terms of progress. Right, in, in trying to talk about these subjects. I mean, like, I was peripherally aware of sort of like Club of Rome. I've, I've read that. And, um, but I hadn't, I hadn't really sort of put all the pieces together like you had. And then you've got that, you hitting that resistance about, hey, <laughs> they're, they're testing on you. They're, uh, they've fired weapons at you. And, and so now it must, it must feel like a different world, surely. Uh, quite frankly, uh, as I've been going through, because this is this has been an actuarial exercise for me as a non-lettered investigator, which um, some people just love to emphasize. You're not a real scientist. I'm like, gosh, no. I've just been studying this for 25 years, but I'm not a real scientist. Um, uh, in this case, I would just uh, say I, thank God. Well, well. I, so the, there's different kinds of of research and and wisdom. And what I've been trying to do is doubt every single bit of the original OD evidence. I started by saying I I I don't believe any of it. And then one paper at a time, one historic reference at a time, one policy event, you know, talking about this group or Congress or whatever it is, one piece at a time. I went and found that rock in the earth and carefully excavated it and dusted it off and cataloged it and rebuilt the city. And I've, I've told people recently, there wasn't just a, one little errant piece of Nazi pottery that I found in the dirt. There was a whole stone city 
and there's no it's it's so it's so corporeal it's so coherent and so there's only more the further i dig i just find more and more and more horrifying papers like the ones we looked at yeah and it's like well they they let the kid they let the horses out of the barn they were just like go oh, there's germs out there go find them and all of the ethical arguments you know what we what i think we call kind of we snicker and we say bioethics it's like, what is that? That that's a nice idea, um, but that all came up in the same time that people were fighting for women's rights and, um, you know, for uh, you know, just everything that was happening in the '60s and '70s as far as social revolution. Mm -hmm. uh, this was part of it, and there were there were arguments. There were people who really tried. They did the best they could. They published. They put their their professional careers and reputations at risk by rallying against the new sacred cow of recombinant DNA work. So there was an effort. And that's where I'm like, yeah, let's go look at what they said. Let's see how it came true. That could be in and of itself, one of those really meaningful um, tipping the balance for some people going from doubting it to realizing, holy shit, mm. not only did we do it, we knew about it. We Some people argued against it and our whatever our arrogance our hubris we can judge ourselves later but we 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 said no we're much more interested in continuing to push this envelope than to think about what it might mean for public health in the future yeah that's, that's if a... the intent was monstrous from the beginning then that makes a whole lot of sense they're like no we're not going to stop you dumbasses we mm. want this yeah we want this horrible horrible chaos yeah so so and like you say um they they were pushing boundaries with no well going off those papers we just looked at that there there was no reticence on their part to be pursuing this and again it's people that are listening trying to kid recombinant biology when you hear people talking about clones etc this is this all falls under recombinant biology that they've been doing for decades and well i guess your thesis is that perhaps there was bad intentions right from the beginning if we can look at this population control eugenics framework but it's uh, well the we you have you have to look for the crossover point you have to you have to be able to say all right for that to have any merit there has to be an intersection. What is the intersection? The intersection is the United Nations and the World Health Organization. That's the crossroads. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they that's where they allowed them to come out of the closet and say, uh, if we all agree that we need to cull our populations, uh, can we also all agree to do it quietly and try to just kind of hide it in the food and in public health practices? We'll create a vaccine schedule that we can, through an algorithm, you know, we can seed the population with things that we know will accelerate, you know, uh, hasten their demise. Can we all agree to that? Wink, wink. And we can all game it too, you know, because they knew there was all kinds of of uh, opportunity. So uh, it was it was monstrous. Yeah, there's a, there's always something that's bothered me, um, partic particularly in the last few years, as we've all had to be witness to that. Was the algorithmic properties that just seem to bleed through 
everywhere. Right? It, it was all automatic somehow. And then I go back to Mark's research where I, I want to say it was like a book called like War by Numbers or something, where literally they were just, they were systemizing and putting into algorithm all these, well, it's not tactics, is it? Uh, um, defense structures. It was all calculated, all to all to work together to well to automate it. So you had, uh, I guess, the thinking back then was second strike capability, right? So once once trigger was pulled, even things are in motion, such that even if you get taken out, you can still launch. And that thinking has permeated it, it, it into the biology. And so now, and then you get the. Frankenstein chimeras that they've been stitching together, and and they didn't well, stop. It, 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 this this could be a Swiffer, you know, the product that that fluffy blue uh, dusting product with the disposable uh, dusting heads, and, oh, yeah. and you you just you just you hold it above the surface of the of the dining room table, and the dust leaps off the table and sticks to it. Uh, I wouldn't um, do that in my maybe. house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> there's no dust in your house. No, it's just the dust so thick it wouldn't move. <laughs> No, oh, I know about the tropics and dust. Yeah, it's yeah, everything gets uh, gets sticky. It's there's a stickiness to the world. But the point being is that if it's a Swiffer, are all of these interesting little um, uh, truly, truly like you go back to Greek mythology and the Chimera is not just two creatures. It's isn't it three? It's like an eagle's head and a lion's body and wings and a yeah. snake's tail, isn't it? Four, yeah. So uh, they have all these little different pieces in SARS-CoV-19. Is it possible that there really was an extremely sophisticated mechanism of well, this piece is going to interact with that type of a latent infection, and this SV40 gene is going to uh, trigger. Uh, any sort of a latent SV40 infection, which will in turn cascade into other processes. Uh, it it might have been that uh, uh, that diabolical. I don't know. Mm. When when AIDS was just ravaging people, and we didn't know that we could present these diseases. Nobody nobody had KS before 1979. Mm. Nobody knew what it was. Nobody had pneumocystis pneumonia. Nobody died of progressive multifocal leukoencephalopathy where your brain gets huge holes in it and you go screaming mad before you die. Oh, that's the nobody, poppers. Nobody didn't count. Oh, sure, that's the poppers. Thank <laughs> you, Dr. Duesberg. <laughs> Scooby Duesberg. Oh, by the way, for all of you... All of you creative raccoons out there, I already trademarked um, a new pun from this morning stream. It's mine. Don't step on my skirt. And that is the Sperminator. I'm going to do <laughs> some memes about the Sperminator because of you talking about those machines in China. And uh, we'll see how we'll see how how fun we'll see how close to, to rule one I get. I'll see if I can keep them yeah, on careful. The, rule one on, solid. Just on just on the other side for rule one. Yeah. OK. We had to but, say, uh, it needs well, a little I, Epstein head poking in the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know that Nudged is going to take anything and, you know, ratchet <laughs> it up. So, 
and dank memes dank memes will like in 10 seconds the 3.0 will be out and totally he's brutal, totally knocks right? it out oh uh, yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's it's a rough little playground um <laughs> hey uh, I, I'm glad to see uh, that you had a good visit. I just wanted to kind of close on a personal note and and say I enjoyed seeing some of the some pictures of your getaways. I know you've had a couple different guests. Yes. Um, you're looking you're looking healthy. You're looking good. You're looking rested for the most part. Uh, that's when good. You're not up until three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I should uh, capitalize on the health gains I've uh, achieved and go to bed. But um, thank you. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's and, always and, uh, uh, let's. How should I say? Um, well, it's it's always a fascinating conversation, but it's so, it's it's so dark, dude. So so dark. I I, I can't remember who I was before I started facing these things. Mm. I was naive. The world was smaller. The world was simpler. Um, but I'll tell you. Uh, as people get frustrated about that and they're like, oh, you know, carpet bombing me with the black pills. Um, I, I don't think that the path through all of this material is to uh, fascinate or obsess on it. Um, it's to just understand what it represents, use it, you know, mark it in, in time and, and, you know, and put it in the proper context in a larger conversation. Don't, don't fall down all these rabbit holes. Uh, if you need to, if you like to validate things, that's good. You will have, you will create your own self-assuredness, your own uh, uh, understanding. Uh, as to the honesty of the claims that are being made about all of this horrible stuff. I don't want any of it to be true, you know, but I, I hope that people hear my enthusiasm bleeding through about, hey, kids, I survived a Holocaust already. I was friends to people who survived AIDS for years. I watched the techniques that they employed to work around opportunistic infections or to attack them. Um, so, you know, I'm full of, you know, I'm just waiting for the rest of the class to catch up. I'm way down the trail and I'm like, come on, let's get to, you know, improving our health and fortifying ourselves against whatever the hell else they throw at us. Um, because really it comes down to fundamentals. It doesn't come to, we all need to get on, we need to start buying this one supplement or we all need to use this product line. It's none of that. It's, it's, there's, there's plenty of things in the arsenal. Um, but it's about getting people excited about defending and protecting their health instead of this horrible, reactive, responsive um, uh, state that we've been in. I don't want to hear another conversation about scientists picking on each other and criticizing each other as long as I live. But I know there'll be some more of them, right? We're going to, there's going to be more talk. Comes, comes with but the territory. I, I, uh, I, I, would, I know, I know. I, I would just say this to, to people listening that have, have been following me from the beginning. Just think about how, uh, well, as Nick said, far down the path you are, how sophisticated the arguments have become from just simple lab origins to peeling back all these networks seeing it all lock into place and having the sort of requisite well, lots of different skills but you know particularly particularly the biology i guess we we that's a primary focus and um 
you know, that I, I was when I do the stream, I was going to recommend. I said this at the beginning. This uh, someone put it in the Discord, FLCCC document um, Zoom meeting, where they're talking about functional neurological disorders, and any anyone who's been following me should be able to breeze through that those presentations and have uh, um, a good understanding. Um, such that I, you know, the stream that I had prepared before I spoke to Ryan was we were going to look at sort of computational models for misfolding. Um, you know, that's a that's a very technical bit of not just biology but um, science in general that you have to wrap your head around, and I, I'm confident that the regular people that are listening to will follow that it will be helpful to them and you know that's a, that's a good thing you know the part of the solution as nick said get your biology right get healthy and um but it's also about cultivating the network so you can stay on top of what is a information tsunami yeah and and there's there's another you said it must be like you know a quantum version of of what it was like in the 80s and 90s in a way it is just simply because everybody everybody was on fire for the first couple of years everyone was in a state of distress and questioning things and spraying their spraying their groceries with bleach and you know just kind of going over the edge uh it was it was a very effective terror campaign it was it was uh it was psychologically terrifying to see the images and to internalize it and to believe the narrative that we were being fed about you know how deadly it was it was going to kill everybody and all of these measures that were justifying um taking the rights away and locking people down and it wasn't until after the fact, and we're like, ah, we're a little wiser now. I see that all the way back to people that were freaking out in the 80s about how to treat HIV, about what were the exact, what was the menu of what is risky and what is not risky, and arguing constantly about that. Um, yeah, and there's, there's all this equivocation. Um, what I would, I would like to leave people with as far as like a peace of mind uh, uh, thought is don't worry about having that answer immediately. When you find that new, if it's something good, like something functional, we found a new way that it is affecting the brain or this type of cell, that's different. When it comes to chasing down the big narrative, getting the villains or the ultimate cure, I would really guard your emotional and psychological reactions about um, just chasing and thinking that you're gonna, you know, you're gonna find it and you just have to go and grab it and you're gonna have the brass ring and it's all gonna be over. No, get let go of that illusion. That's not gonna happen. You're gonna have to keep protecting your health. We're gonna have to keep learning more and more. And we don't all have to become biologists. Um, we, we certainly aren't going to. And we don't have to be able to argue it at that granular level. We have to understand um, therapies to avoid and therapies to protect. We have to understand the direction of legislation that's trying to take certain things off the market that might be critical to maintaining our health, things like that. You know, be, be, be focused. If you can't be a scientist, that's fine. Be a good citizen, be good yourself, 
and think about well, those things that we want to protect. If there's one thing we've learned is that um, you don't need the letters to become a useful researcher and um, oh, soldier <laughs> in this fight. Oh, no. What, what else to call it? Because it is a fight. You're at war. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for people bringing what they find and uh, sharing it. It, it does, uh, it helps a lot. Um, and as we're sadly coming to the, the difficult realization is that uh, having letters is no litmus test for ethics or morals. No. Because no. it took people with letters to put us in this posture today. It, we wouldn't be here without a whole bunch of folks that lead very pristine lives that have beautiful homes and summer homes in the Hamptons and boats and, you know, their kids go to the academy and it's all paid for through biodefense work. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of that. And it's, it's a reality. That's part of the change management that we have to deal with. And a lot of them, as you said, aren't going to tip over their own apple cart. They're certainly no. not going to cut their own throats. No, no chance. And it's, a, and it's a permanent adversary that's out there right now. And when it, what's its next move? Not sure. But we, we can be sure that it is going to make a move. And, you know worst case scenario that they got that they got their shot in they they did the they did the number on the germ line that they can they just they sit back now right well, mm -hmm. haven't, well we haven't seen them sit back we've seen this move towards the, the with all the banking and the, the social aspect is still there right and they're going hard for that social control the digitization the electronic gulag that they're putting up everywhere it's it's fucking textbook bolshevik takeover bro <laughs> the tiktok well, thing <laughs> so the the phenomena of uh, mass psychology in china and i say phenomena because it is to me i don't i don't understand how such a high number of the population are willing to be tattletales to just watch each other and report on each other. And she bought an extra six pack of rice wine. I'm going to report that. And he pressed the button and didn't wait for the light to turn and went across the, I mean, that's the level of nitpicking of societal compliance that goes into the social scoring process. But there's a whole lot of human input that feeds into your scoring. I, I know in across the world, across all humanity, there are certain people who would love nothing better than to just nitpick and tell on everybody else. That's what they that's what they do. That's that is their being on social media yeah. is just just tattling on everybody. So I know there's some people I don't think in Western societies that there's such a pervasive attitude about my opinion needs to penetrate your value in society. I, 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 I'm just, I would be surprised if it, if it worked in any way, shape or form in say Europe or the, or the U S um, you know, but like it, is, said, it is working. A, a, tiny, pushing, a tiny percentage. They're pushing through all this legislation well, that the, the 
Wow. They're attempting legislation. They're attempting legislation. Now, now, now remember, the WHO tried its little takeover, and we shot it down earlier this year. Yeah. So that was a victory on, on a global scale. That was an important victory. And in doing so, people talked about what is in that legislation. Why are some people freaking out about it? And it raised awareness. That was a step forward. So it, it's happening on, and we're going to come into an election cycle, and it's going to go back to that horrible dichotomy that we always get stuck in, you know, for like a year and a half before the presidential election. But um, beyond that, there's a whole lot of folks that are standing right at the middle of the line. And they're like, are you blue or red? I don't care. What, where do you stand on this issue? That's, that's, there's a lot more people that are taking that approach. Um, and you can, if you want to think of looking at Twitter as giving you some kind of a realistic sample of American behaviors, um, I, I don't know if it is. I, I think no, it's, not <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it's kind of like these little specialized echo chambers that are all adjacent to one another and then they squabble. Mm. But uh, I, I don't know. Hang on. There's a comment here. The fact that most of the West is still in lockstep with totalitarian global takeover. Just there's a lot more to come. We're just at a slight pause because they ain't backing down now. Yeah, I agree with that, Fez, in the chat. And I, I think it would be fair to say you would be on board with that, Nick. I agree. I don't think that the risk is gone. I don't think they've. I don't think they've run out of impetus. Um, but I. I. I think it's going to be more and more complex for them with each new little. Um, you know, each little time that clicks into the clockwork, uh, it's going to get more and more gummy, because uh, a the overall arc of their narrative they've been bragging about. They put it, anybody can join the WEF. You can, you can just log in and become a member of the WEF and have access to the entire strategy of transformation. They don't hide it. It's, it's beautiful, brilliant software. It, it's, it's quite interesting to look at, um, but it's horrifying when you think of, oh, they, they just want to overwrite the code of all of our cultures and behaviors and values no matter what it is derived from and that right there i'm like no you guys you know we we need uh we yeah need to i i, I just feel the uh urge to uh check the brasses cycling <laughs> that's yep that's uh look this is they're taking you over folks lick spittles listen listen <laughs> they're, they're coming for they're coming for you they're not, and they're not going to stop. Uh, I've got five minutes until my finance call, so I've got to yeah, hang yeah, up gonna... and, uh, and just get my head sorted. Oh, somebody earlier, or way earlier on, asked, what is Kevin smoking? You're, you're smoking a tobacco vape, aren't you? Uh, yeah, it's a nicotine vape. But it's like yeah. the weakest um, nicotine. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not good for you, folks. But look. 30, 40 years ago, I've been a two packs a day, man. <laughs> so, you know, there is uh, there is some good uh, scientific engineering progress that comes. I think vaping's better than smoking. Well, and yeah, and, and if you were a purist, you'd be making your own oil. You would be, you know, an apothecary and you would formulate it yourself. And That's just hard to little, do. You're on little... That's, that's I know. Because thing is, well, once you have a, a, 
once you have a compounding uh, lab out in your back shed, then you'll be able to, you know, move science forward. <laughs> Make sure to bring your Sonicare. Your Sonicare will be a key <laughs> piece of scientific instruments. Now, folks, for those of you that don't know, the Sonicare is a important part of any scientific, anything that involves a beaker, it, uh, it helps to agitate the solvent that's that's what it does okay what um are doing then graphene right trying to get the graphene uh, I, um i can't remember what it was i just remember picking myself off the floor laughing and then getting on the chat and just taking the piss out of you we had so much fun that day <laughs> yeah it was a good day okay hey good Good talking to you. I'm sorry it's always black pills, but uh, um, for those of you that want, remember I'll put up in the I'll put up in the nest uh, the thing on Sunday morning. So. Yep, yep. Uh, maybe I'll even uh, come in and oh no no no. So this week uh, this weekend I'm going to speak in with Armchair Warlord folks. Maybe Ryan tomorrow if he wanted to carry on. So uh, I've got a full weekend of streaming ahead. So um, I'll be around. So you have a good weekend, Nick. I'll. Uh... You do you. the same. Yeah. I'll see you in the Discord. All right, get some sleep. Yeah, yes, you will. <laughs> okay. All right, Take bro. Care. Take care. All right, there we go, folks. Uh, that was Nick. Hang on. Lots of people uh, thinking me. What's going on? Uh, oh. Um. <laughs> Wait, uh, I've got things to do. Hang on. Um... deal with that later uh i want to say thank you to uh let's see cowbell paul and uh jonathan um i did have let me see if i can find it i'm, I'm going to be working on it to make it a short stinger where did i put it where did i put it come here come here come here oh i could just play chemical alley but um as it's friday jihad time i'll play this just to say thank you for the uh donos go full screen bitch sound no sound what hang on i'll sort that out uh to all those that played a dono jihad 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 I might have to just, like I said, I was going to edit that, but that's the raw one I'm working with. I don't know if put that in the Discord, but <laughs> bravo. Uh, anything to, uh, I should say, push the buttons. Right, I'm out of here, folks. Take care. God bless. And uh, push them into the ocean, apparently. <laughs> See you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. 
You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that whole line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these chapters. No fucking vaccine or MRA or MFRGY fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking village. Fuck these motherfuckers. Okay, I like this guy. Let up! 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 Let